Does Monday at the office feel like a storm? Not with Microsoft Copilot. That feeling when Copilot gets everyone up to speed instantly? It's sunny again. When Copilot simplifies complex data so your teams can act, that sun's shining on a beach. And when Copilot uncovers hidden insights, you're on that beach with your people and you find buried treasure. That's Microsoft Copilot. Learn more at Microsoft.com slash AI for all. Me, Tom, the host of tonight's episode. Oh boy, we got a great show for you tonight. Look out. Look out. We got, uh, Mary Houlihan's gonna be here. Then we got Andy Zachs, our friend Andy Zachs is gonna be here. And then maybe even another person is stopping by. We'll see about that. That could be fun. And just all sorts of. Yeah, it's gonna be great. So just sit back, relax, have a good time, have some fun, and let the best show do what it does, right? That's how we do it. Hi, I'm Chuck Woolery, and I'm here to talk to you about catheters. Let me tell you why. 201-332-3484. I've been a part of some life-changing moments. That's it. You... Doesn't smell, 
It doesn't burn. It isn't greasy. And most important, it works. Where's Dougie Yule? Uh, dead, I hope. <gasps> Whoa! I went to high school with Dougie Yule. You can't say that. Oh, well, I can say it, but I didn't mean it. You don't get it, but you're laughing. That's what it's all about. Nothing means nothing. Nothing means nothing. What do you mean by that? Where's Dougie Yule? Uh, dead, I hope. I went to high school with Dougie Yule. You can't say that. Well, I can say it, but I didn't mean it. about drugs is this because you like taking drugs yourself no it's um because i can't carry when i go through customs and pick up something in the were you searched by our customs men for drugs oh no because i don't take it no drugs at all mm-hmm. and yet you sing about them i'm high you, on life you want people to take drugs themselves is this perhaps why you sing about drugs oh yeah i want them to take drugs why is this because it's better than monopoly you describe yourself as a decadent person? No. How would you describe yourself? Average. It said, it said in your release that we were given this morning that you like lying to the press. Uh, why is this? Now you're doing it now. I didn't say that. The release did. Hmm. Well, you're a man of few words. Why is this? I don't have anything to say. Do you like meeting people, talking to people? What message is it that you're trying to get across? I don't have one. Would it be right to call your music gutter rock? Gutter rock? Gutter rock. Oh, yeah. Lou, you sing a lot about uh, transvestites and sadomasochism. How would you describe yourself in the light of these songs? Anybody gets it? It's funny. You call it time you want. Laugh about it tomorrow. Laugh about it in an hour. Back, get it?
I'm Chuck Woolery. You know, if you live long enough, we all end up with a little arthritis pain. It doesn't smell, it doesn't burn, it isn't greasy, and most important, it works. show what's going on everybody right fun yes you fun you there you having fun yes you are because i told you you are this is not optional didn't weird al have an album called like funs and not i don't know something like that that's what i need i need some of that weird al that weird al loyalty Right? Man, those people, Weird Al. Weird Al could tell his audience to run into a burning building, man. They'd run in. Those people love their Weird Al. Everybody loves Weird Al, though. It's it's amazing. The the body of work that guy strung together. But man, that guy, if he was suddenly told people to... uh, we're all moving to a, 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 a ranch in Montana. Going to work the land in Wyoming. He'd have an army. Al's army. Who did we hear? We just heard from Dark Blue. This is a great record uh, that came out on the 1-2-X-U label. Everybody likes that label. And it's uh, it's on... Uh, uh, it came out last year, I believe. And... 
The song's called Waterford Crystals, and the name of the record is, uh, man, why do I always get the name of this one wrong? Oh, I can't read. What is it? Come on. What is it? Oh, man, I'm so bad. I'm getting dumber. I think I'm getting dumber. I know I'm getting dumber. Holy moly, I'm getting dumber. What's happening? What's that movie, Mike, where the dude gets dumber? I don't know. It's like a play or something. No, what's it like? It's like flower or something. Flowers for Algernon. Victory is rated. That's what I thought it said. I just had to look. I was 99% sure. I just didn't want to sound dumb in front of everybody. And then all I did was sound dumb. That's how it goes sometimes. I don't care. Nobody else. I never said I was smart. Never said I was smart. Can't say you were sold a bill of goods. He's not as smart as he said he was. Uh-uh. Not over here, man. But yeah, Dark Blue, who I believe are from Philadelphia. Kurt Vile plays trumpet on the record. And, uh, but you should get the record just because uh, just because you want to get it because it's good. So what do we got going on tonight? We've got a good old time. We got Mary Houlihan's going to be here, our friend Mary. She's got a new show uh, starting this week. It's very entertaining. It's very funny. She sent me links. Three of them didn't work. One did. Not saying. Not going to complain. Videos unavailable. Tried to watch all of them. Not complaining, though. Then we got our friend Andy Zachs, who uh haven't seen in a while, and he's been working uh, like crazy on this... Uh, this Woodstock box set, which I'm looking forward to uh, uh, hearing all about. He's been working on it forever. Mike's out there right now. Mike, when I came in, man, Mike had that look on his face. Like the tonight's a cut loose night. I didn't like that look. He literally raised his beer to me. Like saluting me. And it's just like, yeah, not, not yet. Please. Not yet. I'm not ready for this yet. And I also want to say this. You weren't here last week, Mike, right? First, so look, first of all, you left the lid on the M&Ms loose. They were, uh, uh, they, they were completely, they had that just that soft, like kind of like moist quality to them. They were not crisp the way a good peanut M&M is. But then I come in, I come in, and, and what do I find? The jar of, what's the, there's like a tropical snack thing? That, the lid was loose on that. You're exempt on that one, Mike. That's a patent dutio one. I don't know, I think I'm gonna have to bring the snacks in here, you're gonna have to come in and sign out the snacks. I was wondering if I could get some of the sugar-covered cashews. Sure, just fill out that form. Here it is. Uh, 
I'll give them to you on a little napkin or a tiny paper plate, complete waste of, of resources. I'll tell you. I'm sure you go to Mike's place. I'm sure the snacks are not, uh, I'm sure those lids are not loose over there. I'm sure those are tight as a, as a, a drum over there. He's probably got those snacks that are hermetically sealed. Al Capone's vault wasn't as sealed as tight as Mike steals those snacks at home. He comes here, spins a lid off, reach in, grab some M&Ms. Close the lid, don't close the lid. Man, what matters? It doesn't matter. Who's good here, Mike? Line four. Your idea good or my idea good? No one... Oh, that's not nice. Special, hi. Hey, uh, Mr. Shackwell, how are you, Bob Cribby? How you doing? I'm good. Now this, if I my memory serves me correctly, this is Avalanche Bob, a, a, a local performer, a New York City performer. Yes? Bob? Yeah, I'm how, here. How are you? I'm doing great, Tom. I had two setbacks, but oh, things no. are going great. And uh, um, I got some... Uh, Show's coming up in September. We're getting the band back together. And uh, Owen's working on the movie. And things look great. Everybody's working on the movie. Yeah, Owen's working on the movie. Oh, yeah. Um, he had to do the whole uh, whole movie over. And uh, as they put on Facebook uh, <laughs> the other day, I read, uh, when you when you have a movie, what is it, your movie or Hollywood's movie? They, they wanted to change the whole movie, so that's what he had to do. Well, he had to change his movie. That's, that's yeah. sh- It's not called show friendship, Avalanche yeah, Bob. Yeah, that's, that's what you call it, man. It's called yeah. show business. Yeah, that's show biz. And uh, so, uh, you know, um, uh, things are going, as I said, uh, I'm trying to get this Red Bull commercial. I have a couple of people working on it for me. If I get that, that's going to be the biggest thing, so... Yeah, you know, um, everything I can do, I'm doing. I mean, um, I know my music's going to get out there. I just know it. I, I, I've got got thousands of fans now. It's just a question of getting it out to the, uh, you know, the whole public. Huh? You just the get it. It's, look, look, you get it out there, and you can't control what happens. You just get it out there. You know, you're yeah. making music. You like? Do you like making the music? Music is my lifetime. Yeah. You know that. You oh, you've yeah. always liked making it, so you keep making it. And that's you make what them, I'm doing. That's what I'm here for. And that's for. what you're and, doing. Uh, and you do it. And then the, the, you know the you know you got your people that like it. And you can't worry about the rest. No, I don't worry about. It. I don't worry. All I worry about what I'm here for, and I have. I know what I'm here for. I've had all kinds of uh, psychic experiences and things, so I know what I'm here for. And uh, Ned, well, well, know, what kind of experiences? I've had a lot of uh, experiences with. Uh, Let's say paranormal, you know, quite a few. All right. I'm listening. Yeah. Uh, Give me a little bit of that. What, what's a, what's a, what's a one paranormal experience you've had? You can't just I've tease had me some like guides that. that tell me what to do. Some guides. You know, like angels and sure. people like that. And sure. Spirits. Spirits. I got you. No, yeah. that's, that's, and that's, and look. look yeah. Look, you're, and, you're, uh, you're, you're doing your thing. That's what I'm doing. I'm supposed to do this because uh, I've got music I think can really make the world better. And as I said, I had this beautiful song on Facebook. People took it the wrong way. 
called The Voices of the Children Yet Unborn, which is in the special Hoodoo Man, which is on the album, the song Hoodoo Man. And uh, uh, people told me I had 5,000 views and one of them on Facebook in two days, and it, I think it went viral, but Facebook took it off. So yeah. they, you they still got the wrong. song. You still got the song. Yeah. I they got can't the take song. your song from I you. Got the peop- I got people behind me. And, oh, uh, Tom, I got somebody here who wants to talk to you through my, uh, through my Twitter account, um, speaking through the intercontinental dimension, and yeah. his name is Zara. Zara is from, uh, Saturnian Universe, and he wants to say hello to you. Great. This be thy great Tom Shacklin? Yes, it's me. How, uh, how, uh, how uh, this be thy guru, thy Zala from Saturnian Universe? Oh, Tom, you are known to our universe. Great. Yeah. Oh, my goodness. It, this is such a pleasure that, that um, Mr. Avalanche Bob, oh, do you know another universe? This uh, Superboy Super has become famous, and it is coming to your universe. Finally, it's coming to our universe. Yes, it is. That, that's such a pleasure I to can't. talk to you. Oh, can't. oh, excuse my English, but um, is not too good. You know, we have our own sure. language. No, of course, of course. I understand you have your own language. Yes. Uh, all right, I will put me back on my okay. great um, to, uh, Mr. Uh, Avalanche Cribby. Please, okay? yes, let's hear, let's hear from him, yes. Thank you. It was very nice to meet you. Oh, Tom, yeah, he wanted to talk to you. Uh, and uh, Superboard Superboard Stormman wants to say hello to you one of these days. Oh, okay. Well, not. I don't want to. I don't want to burn them all out tonight. No, no. You want to hear a little? uh, Give me a quick one. Give me a quick one. Well, how about that? Bob, you're yeah, still, Tom, you're still doing it. To you're you. still doing and it. Superboard Revolution. Roll All right, on. Keep going. All right, buddy. Love you, man. Bye. Okay, take care. Best show, hi. Hello. Hey, how you doing, Tom? I'm doing well. Who's this? This is Nick from uh, Manhattan. Hi, Nick. What's going on? Nothing much. I was just, I was wondering something. I have something to share with you. I just kind of have, like, a couple questions about it. Okay. All right. So you're a tough guy, like a really tough guy. Just can't get enough guy. Just always a puff guy. I'm that bad type. Make your mama sad type. Make your girlfriend mad type. I should have let him keep going. I just just wasn't very good. Come on, Mike. What are you doing to me out here? You're killing me. You're killing me, Mike. Yeah, he's so busy. He's trying to. He's trying to. He's. He's got. You got to keep your eyes on the prize, Mike. You. You want to get. He wants to get Yakov Smirnov to call the show. 
What am I going to say to the guy? I mean, the whole thing is you're trying to get him to call, but in, in Russia, radio show calls you. Best show, hi. Hi, Tom. How's it going? Oh, it's going well. Who's this? This is uh, Mike in Nashville. Mike in Nashville. What's up, Mike? Not much. Just got back from work and stuff. Love it. A, yeah, man. How are you? I'm all right. What do you got for That's me? Then? What do you got for me? You got to have something good. I was, sorry? You got to have something good for me. I I hope it's all right. I was going to ask uh, where you stand on... Uh, Storm in Area 51 to see them aliens. Yeah, now that sounds like it sounds like it should be the current priority for everybody. Um, we, that's really where we should aim all of our attention and, and energy is towards storming Area 51. That's right. That's where every. That's where the 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 larger the idea of everyone gathering and putting a a a, a united force behind something. Yeah, let's do it for that. There's no, there's no other issue right now that you might want that might be served by everyone uniting and, 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 uh, yeah, but no, let's do it. Let's charge a military base. They would love nothing more than to see an army of people charging a military base. They would just mow down row after row of everybody. Well, the, the motto is they can't stop all of them. Sure they can. Yeah. What is it? What is it? What, 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 who who said that <laughs> motto? Some dunce on the internet? They can't stop all of us. They can't stop all of us. That might that maybe is the dumbest thing I've ever heard in relation to people storming Area Fifty One. <laughs> and then somebody was like, "If we like zigzag or whatever it is, what is it? It's like." Uh, <laughs> It's like the in-laws. They're saying serpentine. They're supposed to run serpentine. serpentine. They can't. They can't hit us if we run serpentine. <laughs> All right, my friend. Thanks, you have yeah. a great night. Yeah. I'm going to bring people in and out tonight, Mike. Did you? Pizza is on the way. It's on the way. Everybody's happy out there. All right. Don't be that happy. It's not a, it's not, we're not taping married with children. Got a hoot and holler. So, yeah. So, uh, so the snack lid's been loose. I'm not happy about that. Um, Yeah, on a on a serious note, I do want to say uh, that someone who has been a big supporter of the show and a friend to the show and a friend to the people that make the show uh, passed away, uh, Laura Michaels, and she's uh, a sweet person and she's always been a fan of the show and I like. Always looked forward to seeing her on Twitter and supporting the show. She always said the nicest things, and and she really liked the show so much, and that mean it means so much, and it's truly sad. And um, yeah, she's a very nice person, and she's been a fan of the show for a long time, and uh, yeah, so it's it's very sad, and uh, 
you know, obviously the condolences to the, to her family and, uh, to Missy and everybody. And yeah, very sad. So just wanted to say that at the start of the show and that's why we're doing the show. I'm glad people like it and it means something to them in their life. That means everything to me. So you will be missed, Laura. Uh, rest in peace. Uh, yeah. Very sad. Oh, guys got to tighten these snack lids. I'm serious. Just tighten it. Just tighten the snack lid. You have to do that when you were a kid? You had to tighten the snack lid? Do you leave cabinet doors open, Mike? That drive you nuts? Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Shipping can make or break a sale, so optimize how you ship your orders with ShipStation. They make it easy to automate and manage orders no matter how big your business grows. And they might even be able to help reduce shipping and warehouse costs. So optimize and keep up your momentum for growth with ShipStation. Sign up for your free 60-day trial now at ShipStation.com and use the code P-O-D. That's ShipStation.com with the code P-O-D. Now you close them, right? You, so you close those, right? You leave your front door open? You close that? Oh, so, but you, but you close it, right? So you've got some, you've got some functional ability to close things. He doesn't close the bathroom door. Well, that's charming. Well, that's, that's just a detail we all were wondering. Thanks for filling in the blanks on that one. All right. Take it easy. It's like a wrestler up in here. I can make it. I'm going to say this, Mike. Can I, can I, in all seriousness, can I mention something that, in a serious note that you, about something you wrote? I'm not going to go into detail on it. I'm going to just say this. This drove me up the wall. This AP Mike. He write, he says, hey, I wrote a thing. We want to take a look at it. I start reading this thing. I'm just like, oh, I guess I got to read this thing. I start reading it. I read about half of it. And I could, I couldn't keep reading it. I, cause I had to put it, I, I, did, I was not able to finish it then. This guy writes a screenplay. I gotta say, this guy's a talented guy. I'm not kidding. He's the most talented person on this show. And it drives me up the wall, makes me sick to my stomach. I wanted to throw up every page I read. I wanted to barf. This guy, this guy, what can't this guy do? It's sickening. 
Made me sick to my stomach. You, 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 you're, you're, a, you're a really good writer, Mike. You're a really good writer. Makes me want to puke. It's not fair. All right, let's bring in... Uh, I'm going to bring in Mary real quick, and then we'll bring in Andy, and then we'll br- bring everybody, and then we'll throw people out and bring other people in. It'll be just a fun night. Pat, would you bring Mary in? Oh, there she is. It's Mary Houlihan. Hi. Mary Houlihoop. That's me. All right, bring that mic closer to your face. Hello. There you are. A good. Cool. Yeah, there yeah. it is. Right? Mm-hmm. Uh, the headphones, oh. you've got your Kirkland light there. Yeah. Those are collectible, you know. They don't make them what? anymore. Mm, I could probably sell this. <laughs> you probably could. So that, who who gave you, did you pick that yourself or did Mike foist that upon you? Well, I looked in the fridge and I saw some cores and I said, well, I shouldn't touch those. No, you could touch them. Okay. <laughs> you think he pays for them? Oh, I don't know. He doesn't. I, I, I do know. No, he doesn't. Thanks. You want a Coors Light? You go get a Coors Light. I, I don't know. Okay. Well, you whatever you want, you take. Okay. You have the green light. Okay. Mm-hmm. So we have Mary Houlihan here. She's very funny, very funny. Perform. She's a perf- an actor, and a writer, and a podcaster. Right. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. What other what other uh, what other uh, hyphenates am I missing? Painter. Oh, that's right. Oh my God! How could I forget that? Detoy. Right. <laughs> your art. That's the first thing I knew about you was your art. Because mm-hmm. I was at a uh, the Chris Gethard show. Right. Remember mm-hmm. when he had his show? I remember. And then you came up to me. Mm-hmm. You presented me with a painting mm-hmm. of me and John, mm-hmm. and it was very nice. And then fast forward, and we're best friends. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> so what's going on, Mary? You got this new show coming out I that got you made? This new show. I'm shocked to learn that these links didn't work. I'm shocked. I'm saddened. This video is unavailable. Said for uh, two, three, and four. Uh, I did watch one though, and I'm gonna say this. They sent me new links. It was really funny. And I didn't send them to you. I thought it was really funny. Oh, good. I liked it a lot. Thank you. Yeah. So yeah. yes, it's a web series, a four-episode series called CEO Skyscraper. CEO Skyscraper. Now, what on earth could that be about? <laughs> um, it's about a woman who is the CEO of. A vaguely financial services mm-hmm. company that exists yeah. in a skyscraper, uh-huh. which she also owns. Yes. <laughs> She's the owner of the skyscraper. It is. When I digested the concept for it, I was like, oh, my God. This is the most Mary Houlihan thing I've ever. Mm-hmm. It was so. And look, you understand when I say something is stupid mm-hmm. you know i mean yes. that's a high yeah. compliment uh-huh. i was like this is the <laughs> dumbest thing i've ever heard yeah the idea that she's in a she owns her uh, the, she inherited it from her yeah well her dad passed away yeah and, <laughs> and he built it from the ground up he built this guy <laughs> it is 
so happy with that. I aren't, were you, you seem like that was maybe the best day of your life when you came up with that idea. Sure, yeah. Right? Mm-hmm. Did you do a little dance? Yeah. Right? Well, I'm very delighted imagining like, you know, an imaginary person that hears that and they're mm-hmm. like, that doesn't make sense. Like yeah. picturing that delights that me. That moment. <laughs> That's the moment you're striving for. Yeah. It's the moment where they're just like, they're just like, wait, but it's a, wait, hold on. And they think you don't, they think <laughs> they you made a get, mistake somewhere. <laughs> yeah. They think I'm for real dumb. So you, <laughs> so you on the show, wait, why does she have to own the skyscraper? She's running a business, but she owns the building. <laughs> it's not explained. Oh, it's so funny. And when does, when can people see this? On Thursday. Thursday. So this mm-hmm. is, so I, I saw something that people haven't seen yet. Mm-hmm. Well, at least one of the, I, there's three I also, I'm just like everybody oh else on. Yeah. I, I know how everybody else feels for three of the four episodes. One of them uh, I feel special. Yeah. Yeah. That's enough. Yeah. Um, and it's going to be where now? Where are people going to find CEO Skyscraper? It's going to be at Hatched. Dot NYC. That's right. Dot NYC. Not dot com. Dot NYC. Hatched. Hatched. Like an egg. Like we had the, we were on the farm and then there were the eggs and then they hatched. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Okay. And now hatched is there going to be, so people go to hatched.nyc. Yes. On Thursday. You don't, you don't go there today. You don't go there today. You don't go tomorrow. Uh, 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 uh. Thursday. The first thing you do is go there. Yes. And it's only Thursday? Like, they'll be gone on Friday? Yes. So you have one day. So it's just like a television show. Yeah, if you don't, that's it. Why don't they do, why don't people do that more? Where they're just like, where they're just like the way a TV show would be. Where it's just like, man, I'm putting it up for a day. And then it's gone. So you better watch it on that one day. Mm, nah. You, you make sure everybody watches it, though. If it was somebody, like... If some like hot shot did it, right? Yeah. Say like some hot shot did it. Like mm-hmm. uh like who's a hot shot? Um Jamie Foxx. Like Jamie Foxx is just like <laughs> <laughs> I've got he's like everybody, I'm putting a show up. It's gonna be I'm putting up at Thursday at nine o'clock. Uh-huh. But then I'm taking it down at like ten in the morning. You've got like a 13 hours to watch this thing. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> just make people do it. Mm-hmm. Uh, look, I think we need to get the people from Hatched on the phone mm. for this uh, proposal. Yeah. That they delete. And they delete it. Yes, then it's just gone. They have to. Yes. They said that it would make more sense if we kept the videos up so that people could watch them whenever. And I said no one day or else I'm out. <laughs> it's gone. Yes. Or you're out of the business with Hatch. Yeah. So people are going to watch. It's very funny, Mary. It's very Thank funny. You. So what else is going on? So much. You're doing your, your show, your, your, your fancy me and Jack show. Yes. My fancy Jack Nicholson show. I'm doing it in Scotland for a whole month. Scotland. That's right. The country. The country. You're going over. Yup. <laughs> and you're going to perform it every night. Yep. Well, every afternoon at 2.30 p.m. Every afternoon you'll be performing Me and Jack as a part of what now? The 
the Edinburgh Fringe Festival. Oh my God, you're in that. That's the that's the ticket to to, to the big time. Maybe. It seems fun. I just already can see what's going to happen. No. No, I see it. I see it. This is probably... This is the last time you'll be in studio. No. I'll just say that. No, no. It's, it's, it's your decision. No, I won't No, succeed. it's your decision. I no, won't no, no, no. It's your decision. <laughs> oh, no, I won't. You won't succeed? <laughs> like, you're, 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 you're promising me that you'll fail. Yeah. You'll fail, though, right? Mm-hmm. You promise? Yeah. Oh, thank you. Please, just don't succeed. I just don't want you to not. No, this is what's going to happen. You're going to go over there. It's going to be the talk of Edinburgh. Hmm. Burrah. Edinburgh. Right? Yes. What are you laughing at, Mike? Mike, what are you laughing at? I, I hate this whole... I got like a school marm thing going on here where I'm the villain somehow. In his mind, I'm the villain. Uh-huh. Like this, this, what's happening in this room. It's his fault. Is an inconvenience to what he's doing out there. Sure, yeah. Like this just, <laughs> it's like, well, I guess if he's going to go in there and do whatever he's doing, I can't stop him. Yeah, yeah. But I certainly can't stop my party. Going on out there. The show he's got going on. One week I'm going to record him out there. He's not even going to know. <laughs> and we'll just play it the next week. What do you think about that, Mike? Yeah, he's into it. That's a problem. He's into it. I can't even... I can't, This guy, he's, he's, he's Teflon. I can't even get him. It's like, yeah, do it. So you're going to go to Edinburgh. Mm-hmm. Everybody's going to see the show. They're going to be talking so. all about Mary Houlihan. What, did you see... Mary Houlihan's show yet? Oh, you gotta see it. And then there'll be a line all the way to like the to Ireland. Ugh, I hope so. It'll literally go up to a different country. Yeah. The line waiting to across get across the water. Across the water. <laughs> They'll provide uh, floaties. Mm-hmm. And then you're gonna come back, and it's gonna be like, did you hear who's in the new Fast and Furious movie? Mary Houlihan is in it. She plays Vin Diesel's sister. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> and then it's going to be, hey, Mary, you want to come on and talk about the thing? Well. Super swamped. Yeah, I'm super swamped. Can I pre, can you, does it have to be on a Tuesday? Like, that'll be the thing. Maybe like, I can <laughs> call in, but I'm not yeah. sure. Like, Do you ever do the show on different nights? I can't remember. <laughs> be like, you know, I only do it on Tuesday. When do you do the show again? <laughs> that, oh, that'll burn. Like, and where is it? It's on WFMU, right? What is right. it? I'm like, you weren't even on it when I was on the. Ugh, I'm already mad at a thing that's not happening. Mm-hmm. Why are you doing this to me? Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's. I gonna... like how I'm doing this to you. Yeah, I know it's my. It's uh, Mike is making you a villain. <laughs> You're electing to do all of this. <laughs> oh, that's a fair point. Mm. I do know, though, you're going to go over, and people are going to love it. If people, because people go there, and that's where people think of who scored. They go over there. They come back, and everybody knows who they are. I'm going to be Bo Burnham. You're going to be the next Bo Burnham. I wish. Eighth grade two. Mm-hmm. Cooley <laughs> <Ninth> style. Grade. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, eighth grade two. It's like. Wait, are they taking the 
are they have to do this school year over again? Yeah. <laughs> were you ever? What's the? What's the? How were you as a student in school, Mary? Um, I was really smart. Mm-hmm. I was in gifted and talented. Mm. Uh, but I was a little bit of a rebel. Okay. Uh oh. I was um like pretentious. Like I'd be like a blowhard. I'd be reading like a novel uh-huh. in class. Uh-huh. Like, like we're time. not learning enough in this class, so I have to read this book. <laughs> yeah, like I got to set my own agenda here. Yeah. Cuz I don't this class is not filling my brain quickly enough. Mhm. Mm-hmm. But like what books were you reading? Um Kurt Vonnegut. Okay. No, I'm oh, you mean the stuff, the stuff they won't teach. <laughs> They're not going to teach us stuff like this here. You know, these books, they wouldn't teach us this in a million years. Well, I mean, we read one of them. Except for the one that they made <laughs> us do. Uh, but uh, other than that one, they wouldn't teach us this in a million years. Mm-hmm. So that was you in that school. Was me. Yeah. You're smart, mm-hmm. gifted and talented. Mm-hmm. But uh, but uh, rebellious also. Yeah. And w- what kind of rebellion are we talking about here? Uh, uh, smashing stuff in the hallway. What are you doing? Um, Stealing the fire extinguishers. There was sort of a divide amongst my teachers, um, where some of them would be like, "Aren't you just the cutest little thing? Here, borrow this book." Um, like uh-huh. very nurturing and nice, and then other ones would be like, "Oh, you think you're smart?" <laughs> uh-huh. Just like, and they just want to kind of, just kind of grind you down under yeah. their thumb, right? Yeah, like the wall, right, Mike? The wall. It was just like the wall. It was just like the wall. They did it to that song was based on me. <laughs> the, yes, that song was based on you. That song from 1979 was based on your high school. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Who's good here, Mike? Line two. Best show, hi. Hi, Tom. Uh, this is Lori. Hi. Hi, hi Mary. How are, how are the two of you? You're here good. with you're here with Mary Houlihan. Yes, I I am. That's very exciting. Hi. How are you, Lori? The, I'm saying it for the audience. Oh, oh sorry, I forgot. <laughs> What? I'm saying for the audience, it's Mary Houlihan. Oh, That's yeah, yeah, it's yeah. reframing the conversation, oh. Mary. No, you're right. You're right. You want them to? You <laughs> I've done that. I've done that before, Mary. It's okay. Okay. You want only? <laughs> you want only three people to know you're on, or you want everybody to hear? People just. Well, actually, you know, people just click in their computer on now and listen, and like, who's that? Hmm. Who's there? that lady? What's going on, Lori? Um, not much, you know, same, same old, same old. Is that good I, or I bad? Mean, a lot has happened since I last called in, I guess. Dish. Like, you know, I just read about Grimes' workout routine, which is interesting. I only heard about her eyeball. I didn't hear about the workout. That's what I heard about, too. Yeah, but that was today. <laughs> you said you said so much has happened since the last time you called in. You could have called in last week and still said this happened since the last going time I called to. in. I was going to. 
I was going to talk about um, how... Four, four uh, hours okay. ago, that article went up. <laughs> I was going to talk about Lil Xan being investigated by the police, you know. Oh, really? What for? Oh, um, someone was uh, dogging him in a parking... No, not a parking lot. A gas station mm-hmm. because um, he made some comments about Tupac being like a gangster rapper. And how he's not a gangster rapper, rapper, and Tupac is overrated. And people, you know, have been fans. Wait, hold on a second. Yes. Gangster raptor. There's something there. <laughs> Mike. Yeah. Mike. I said raptor. Mike, check that. Check to see if gangster raptor is in development anywhere. <laughs> I don't think I said that, but okay. Maybe oh, I you did. said it. You said it. You, you said, said gangster it. raptor. You let it go, but this yeah. has legs. No, there's there's money to be made. Gangster raptor. So go ahead, Lori. So then little Zan got in a thing. Yeah, so, so, you know, I mean, it wasn't like anything threatening. He was just um, be- filming him, filming little Zan, the fan, and, you know, kind of talking fun at him. It, it was harmless. And then little Zan pulled out a gun, um, which you're not supposed to do. No. Like, because he wasn't being threatened. Like, his life was not at risk. Mm-hmm. And he used a racial slur, so I, I don't Whoa. know. I think John Daly's uh, going to be disappointed about it. It happened that's, like that's on Father's Day too. That's his son. The news came out. <laughs> Real bummer. Yeah, the the news came out on that, right? News flash. <laughs> it's on Twitter. That's the news. The right? news. No, no, it's not. Twitter's <laughs> I, not I, the news. Lori, no, come on. <laughs> I mean newspapers too. I expect I, I more from I expect more from Atlantic. you, Lori. There's a difference between Twitter and a newspaper. There's a whole huge section in the middle yeah. there. Twitter. Yes, but news. I follow verified news accounts on Twitter. I mean, surely that has to count for something. And then I click the links and read the articles. Yeah, it's not the news. It sends you to the news. <laughs> Okay, that's a fair point, Tom. It would be like if you're driving around and you look at the, the like, the, when you drive at, like, posters that are slapped up on the side of, of construction mm-hmm. sites. That's not a movie. <laughs> <laughs> that's just telling you about a movie. You know, and some of those posters aren't very representative of billboards. You know, they, they, whew, they, they get you. That's how they get you. That's how they get you. I don't. I don't know about that Quentin Tarantino movie coming out. Um, I don't think I'm going to see it, Tom. Well, not uh, for me. I think he is uh, shaking in his boots now. <laughs> Funny you say boots. Because I picture him wearing boots. Oh, because he's a foot freak. <laughs> I mean, she means. No, I'm. You know what? This is an easy oh, mic moment. <laughs> Where did the show? How did the show end up here? You also, I wasn't even here. You, you completely did some filth call that I never have heard, and I never will hear. That's the last time I heard. Yeah, I didn't hear it. I'll never hear it. I don't want you to hear it. You want me to, or you don't? No, I don't want you to hear it. Well, don't worry. Then your wish has come true. That's good. I'm never going to hear it. I mean, there's something to be said for sex positivity. I'm not saying I'm. Look, 
The kids don't know about that yet. But the whole thing is. Oh, well, no, but this is an AP Mike show. I wouldn't say on your show. Right. Everyone knows All AP right. Mike's yeah, yeah. show. Uh, Depravity's Rainbow is NSFW and not safe for children. Yeah, except for the fact that it was always on the radio and it was completely <laughs> SFW. Until the one episode we did. Yeah, no. So you're saying everyone knows it's NSFW, except for every single episode took place on a uh, a, at a radio station where it was broadcast over. Did I? It was what you were saying. It was NSFW, though. Well, yes, but I didn't say any bad words. You put NSFW on the table. (laughs) <laughs> well, look, there's a spectrum of NSFW. All right, all right. Yeah, yeah. All right, okay. You're safe. Thank okay. you. I appreciate that. All right. Well, thank you. Do you have anything else, Lori? Anything? Yeah. Um, I, you know, I was wondering about Woodstock 50. Do you think that's going to happen next month? Um, well, we have, let's bring in our, our, uh, our guest. What is this? It's like, it's like a leading, that's the most leading thing I've ever heard. Are you on his payroll? I'm your job for you. You, you, it's, you might as well be being paid. She's reading a script. To have said, to have said, oh, I want to know well, about Woodstock. <laughs> that's the, because that was the most fraudulent thing I've ever heard. Um, I'll, I'll at you my, um, my PayPal info. Who? Andy? <laughs> no! <laughs> so I can get some of that podcast money. Wait, whose money are you trying to get some of? Mine? <laughs> you said, uh, you know, like, I might as well be paid. No, you might as well be paid for Andy Zach's. You bring up Woodstock, <laughs> he's got his Woodstock box set out. Of all the things you could bring oh, up, you're like, I wonder about Woodstock. Uh, can we talk <laughs> about that tonight? You know, listen, it was a nice lead-in, wasn't it? Yes, it was. Mm-hmm. It was very effective. Thank you. It was very effective. So it was I, nice talking to you. Oh, Lori, it was great talking to you. It's, it's always a treat. And, and, I, I and Mary, and I look forward to uh, hearing... Mr. Zach's yes. uh, reply off sure. the air. Yes, okay. Well, Bye. thanks for the call, Lori. You have a grand evening. You too. Uh, do we have Andy Zach's? Huh? Say hi, please. Uh, hello there. How are you? <laughs> I am well. Let's see. Is that is that loud enough, Mike? Let's hear it. Testing. One, there two, we go. three. Does that sound good to you, Pat? Good. Good, okay. We got Andy Zax is in the studio. Now, this guy is, he's had a very interesting career, uh, Mary. Mm-hmm. Uh, he, he, he's a, a music biz, uh, uh, like a, like a, like a mover and a shaker. He makes things happen. Mm-hmm. Right? Mm-hmm. Things that didn't happen, he, they, he does it, then they happen. Like what? Well, like, uh, uh, for example, uh, it, there was a talking heads box, right? You, Yes. You were the architect of that? Uh, partially, yes. Yes. 18 exciting inches long. Yes. And that it was, was the box. It was, the packaging really? was unique. What are some other highlights of your music career, uh, oh, Andy? you know, John Cale, Nico, Echo and the Bunnymen, television, you know, the good stuff, yeah. basically. All these, all these, but he goes into the vaults, he digs around, he finds the tapes. And mm-hmm. he finds the hidden things and he puts them, he gets to get the companies to put them out. That's what he does, but you know what else he did? What? 
<laughs> do you remember a tea? Can I bring up? Of course, I'm going to bring it up. Of you course, can't you're going to bring it up. I mean, what? Like, I'm going to stop you? Do you remember the show Beat the Geeks? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. He was one of the geeks. Oh, I know. I already told him out he, there. He was a music geek. Yeah, I I liked the show. Yeah, yeah. You, it was you, weren't, even, you weren't even alive when I that was. was on the air. I was a a wee lass. It was him, and uh, there was a TV geek who with was, the sideburns. His name was Garbles. <laughs> Right. What was his name? It was Garibalds, right? Paul, Paul Gobel. 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 Gar- I thought it was Garib- I thought it was Joseph Garibalds. Paul Gobel. No relation, I think. Okay. Yeah. I thought it was Joseph Garibalds Jr. No, stop. Josh Garibalds. Mm, I don't know. Jay. Okay, his name was Paul Gerbel. Gobel. And then there was a film geek, right? Yes, the, the amazing Mark Edward Hoyk. And then what other geek would there was a rotating fourth one, right? Yeah, I mean it was always it was always somebody different. You know, some were a lot better than others. There mm-hmm. were a couple of terrifying ones. Mm-hmm. That guy, the worst was that that guy, Mister Skin. Um, absolutely, he made sounds my, normal. Made yeah. my flesh crawl. <laughs> yeah, here's Mike. Mike, yeah, Mike, you, you're finally paying attention to the show, huh? Now. <laughs> Because this this guy, Mr. Skin, he's this uh, prevert who uh, goes and he tracks down the moments when ladies take their tops off in movies. And he's like, he's like, if you want to see, he's like, if you want to see Suzanne Summers takes her top off in this movie, it's at the 45 minute mark. No. And if you want to watch this movie and Marcus taking a shower, it's 33 minutes into the movie. <laughs> Yes, yeah. I had to stand next to that for half a day. Uh huh. I just wanted to bathe in Purell by the time I was done. It was uh-huh. really wow. a lot. Well, your lucky smartphones weren't a thing because he would have been like, "Hey, look at this!" Like all day. Yeah. Oh, Who? I have Name you fa- God no knows what. Who's your favorite actress? <laughs> Who's your favorite actress? Hey, music geek. Who's your favorite actress? <laughs> what? Katie Holmes? Oh, okay. Well, there's an episode of Dawson's Creek. There's <laughs> an episode of Dawson's Creek where his shirt, you can see through his shirt. Season four, episode seven. <laughs> but now, you are the architect. This is the, this is the big one now, right? This is, is this the, is this the, the, the biggest project you've executed? Yeah, I mean, this is one of the biggest projects anybody's ever executed. Yeah. This is, this is Everest. This right is, here, yes, this, this thing. is, you have, you are responsible for, there's a thing called Woodstock that was a concert that took place 50 years ago next month, right? Is that about right? That's about right, yes. And there was a movie. There was. And there was a soundtrack. Two soundtracks. There were two soundtracks, which were what? Four albums in total? Were they both double Five, albums? A okay. triple and a double. A triple and a double. And that's what stood as the, for a long time, that was the documentation of Woodstock. Yeah. I mean, there were a couple other things, but, but we don't, we don't talk about those. On the whole, that Not was. On the whole, that was the, that was the record. So then, until now, until this guy, this is the craziest thing I ever heard in my life. He went, and how many years did you work on this? Started in like, I mean, like from the time we actually like mixed something in a studio, mm-hmm. that was 2005. 2005. Whoa. I was in high school. Yeah. You think you're smart, <laughs> right? 
<laughs> well, did you know that they're mixing right now? They're mixing a shanana. That's uh, what I would say to the teacher. You'd be like, well, you know, they're actually doing a box <laughs> set, and I'm going to be on the radio with the guy 15 years from now. <laughs> so pretty much 15 years ago. Yeah. Yeah, that was that was that was then. This is now. Um, we put some stuff together for the 40th anniversary ten years mm-hmm. ago, and uh, but that still was not the biggie. No, no, that was only that was a mere six discs, a mere eight hours or thereabouts. Um, large, big, mm-hmm. so but, but not not the big one. But the big one is now. Tell everybody what the big one is. Okay, so the big one is it's 38 CDs long. It is 36 hours long. 38. CDs, 36 hours. And it is 99.9% of everything that happened at Woodstock. So it just is, it starts, what is, what is track one of disc one? Uh, track one of disc one is, is Richie Haven saying hello. Okay. So, so that's when Woodstock started, was Richie Haven. That's the beginning. Or that's what, that's what we call the beginning. Okay. And it's every performance except for like five songs, right? Is that the case? Three. Three songs. Two two of them exist. One of them, I think, probably doesn't exist, but we do know that it was performed. Okay. And what songs were those? Um, A Teenager in Love, performed by Sha Na Na. Okay. Uh, we have photographic evidence. Well, I'm out of, of it, it then. Being... I don't want it. Yeah, I, that's, yeah. I, mean, that's, <laughs> I wanted the whole thing for that. No, actually. I understand. that that That's disqualifying for many. I, mm-hmm. I do understand that. And, um, and two Jimi Hendrix songs that the Jimi Hendrix estate date is not crazy about and would prefer not to have out in the world so we don't have those why not are um, they are they offensive i they're not great uh, oh they're that not would be they are they, so are, they, they suck well <laughs> he's not singing on them okay he had a friend he was an old old pal and he had just gotten out of the army a couple weeks before mm-hmm. and hendrix invited him into the band to play second guitar okay. and uh-huh. He sings two songs, and yeah, I mean, the politest thing we could say about them is that they are um, not so good. They don't match the quality of the other performances. I think that would be a fair and okay. reasonable conclusion, yes. But this is, otherwise, every single note is on this thing. Yeah, yeah. Oh, it's all there. Are the And what about, like, the ambiance of the thing? That's on there, too? Hours and hours of stage announcements oh about insulin Medication, that's, bad trips. I mean, that's what I'm more excited. Kidney stones, about. birth, death. You know, the, the the you know all of life is there. Really, no offense to the music. I am so excited <laughs> about hearing the PA announcements at that thing. I am not kidding. Well, this is the thing you're going to love. I mean, I think it's the thing that a lot of people are going to love because it's the you know it's the texture of the thing. Mm-hmm. Really, it's the it's kind of what makes Woodstock Woodstock. Because it was the PA announcements. People are going like. Like, hey, man, stay away from the, we got grilled cheese sandwiches, man. <laughs> right? It's stuff like that? Is that what they no, were that's, saying? That's, that's the parking lot at a fish concert, the grilled cheese sandwiches. Yeah. But, um, but, but, you know, it's just sort of the, the 1969 version thereof. No, you've got, um, you know, you've got a lot of people talking about food. There's a lot of bulgur wheat going around at Woodstock. Wow. Okay. Yeah, I mean, whenever, whenever I meet somebody who was there, and I've met a lot of people who were there, mm-hmm. I, I always ask them the question, like, did you eat any of the 300,000 pounds of bulgur wheat <laughs> that the people at the hog farm commune brought and boiled in a giant vat and served to people? Um, mm-hmm. Which, you know, to me just sounds like the most repellent, awful, slimy stuff in the entire world. And 
no one no one will cop to having eaten this. <laughs> now, what is this thing, this file I have here, Andy? Oh, this so I thought this was you know talking about like the actual the people speaking, the people talking, mm-hmm. the, the essence of life at Woodstock. I there's this guy, and I found him on this reel. Mm-hmm. One of the people who was recording sound for the documentary. Okay, they gave him a tape recorder, and they they asked him to go get what they called wild sound. Sure, which so is ambiance. Right. So they that. sent him wandering around in the field, just talking to people or kind of mm-hmm. capturing bits of conversation. Sure. So he was wandering around. The concert was over by this point. Okay. So it's just like there's like five guys left who were there like picking up garbage. Through the sea of trash yes. also. Yeah. No, so I mean this would have been a really good place for metal detector guys. This yeah. would have been it would have been ideal. Um but they were just kind of picking through old moldy sleeping bags and and bits of dirt and grass and stuff. And somebody holds a microphone up to this guy and this guy is like he is the predecessor of every jaded indie rock hipster you have ever met after a concert in your uh-huh. entire life. This is the 1969 model uh, Brooklyn vegan guy. Okay, and it just it seemed like it, it seemed it seemed up your alley okay. somehow. So I have not heard this. You have not heard this. Okay, let's take a listen to this. Has anybody heard this? Uh. Very, very, very right, well, few people. World premiere. I this think is the world premiere. This. We're going to listen to this. I'm going to turn the mics down so we can just listen to this for a couple minutes. Hold on. And it didn't play. Oh, you mother. Why the, Why is it all against me, Mary? <laughs> why is everything against me? <laughs> I tried to play the thing. I got a world premiere, and I can't play the thing. Uh, it's been a good pop. We've learned a lot of things. We're living together. Wouldn't you say that was the big thing about this weekend? What? Learning and living together. (laughs) After all, we did it so beautifully, didn't we? For the first time ever, I really didn't dig the music, honestly. I never listened once. What'd you do? Oh, I contemplated my my life's future. The future of my my own personal life. What are you going to do? Oh, I think I'm going to turn naturalist. You go what? I'm going to turn naturalist. Naturalist? Naturalist. Yeah, right away. What's that? Oh, I don't know. I'd say it includes a lot of things. All over, all over. Like, um, first of all, I think I'm going to stop eating meat totally. I'm going to go strictly vegetarian. And secondly... I'm going to get out of myself as much as I was into myself. Very simple thing, I hope. Yeah. That was a pretty strange show. Did you see the Who? No. You didn't see them. Did you see them? Well, if you had seen the Who, you know what I mean. They came on like at 4 o'clock in the morning. And they came out and played their new album, which they must have played oh a hundred times by now in a hundred different places and they did the exact same thing Peter Townsend did the exact same moves Roger Daltrey did the exact same moves they've done for a year and a half two years and they weren't giving anybody anything new they weren't contributing anything to music man they weren't they weren't making anything at all you dig they weren't man they just weren't really and truly this was the whole scene man this whole thing was was nothing to do with music. It was to see if, whether 300,000 people would do what they did, and they did. 
And anybody that calls this a success, I think is f***ed up. Really? I think it was a success, you know, to, to some degree. But nowhere's near total success. And I don't think you think so either. Really? I don't think you think so either. At all. I mean, for the first time it was damn good. It was damn good. But man! Yeah, how long is it going to take the captain owns this land to get it back to where it was? Singing is on the way out anyway, you know that. Singing's on the way out. Magic Terry said so. And Magic Terry knows what he's talking about. Alright, wow. That was fantastic. So that's just some some windbag. I just yeah, I I love that guy. That's like that's I I I talked to like versions of that guy after pavement shows in the nineties. Yeah, you know, singing's on the way out. Oh my god, Magic Terry. That may be my next project. Figuring out who Magic Terry is. Oh, I know who Magic Terry was. Okay, I don't know enough, but I need to okay. know more. Magic Terry was the front man of a Boston band called Magic Terry and the Universe, wow. and he was a poet. So he okay. spoke in front of this band. Yeah. But the really amazing thing, this is why this is why we all need to go out and, and start the Magic Terry yeah, revival, yeah. is that his band included I'm not making this up, this is real. The band included both Billy Squire mm-hmm. okay. and Klaus Floride. Okay. Who's Klaus Floride again? From, from the from... Dead Kennedys. Yeah, yeah, that's okay. Yeah, that's uh, which you know, that's it, that's cognitive dissonance made real, that band. So So it's pre Dead Kennedy's pre Piper. Yes, yes. Well played, yes. So and Magic Terry's the front man. Yes. And this thing you just we this audio we just heard. Is that on the thing? Oh yeah, of course. Oh my god. Well I mean And this is like thirty six discs. That's on disc thirty eight. That's on the final disc. And this box said because it comes in different sizes. Is that correct? Sure. I mean, there's there's not everybody. Thirty eight discs is a lot, and that's a that's a whole lot to ask, and not everybody is going to want to be in for that. So that's a very that's a very large, very heavy, very limited, kind of expensive proposition. The thirty eight disc. The thirty eight. What's the what's the next click down the, the, from that? The next click down, which is probably the thing that that most people will will mm-hmm. enjoy a bit more, is. It's 13 hours long, it's 10 okay. CDs, and it's, it's, um, same balance of stuff. Plenty mm-hmm. of talking, plenty sure. of, plenty of kind of, it's, it's my selection of probably the, most of the best of the music. Sure. Um, it's a, it's 13 hours, it's a reasonable sampling by anybody's okay. standards. Um, and there's some smaller stuff, some vinyl and a, and a three CD package and a couple of indie retail exclusive things for, for your cooler records. So I'm gonna have to go buy this 36 disc thing is what you're telling me. <laughs> yes. The 38 disc thing. Yeah, yeah, of course. As you said it's gonna sell out. Uh, yeah, I mean oh, it's no. close. I it's, better not miss this. It's I very know. close. Mike, Mike, order me that tonight. <laughs> we'll figure it out. They're striking today. Yeah, we're not we're not ordering from Amazon. No, no, it is not. Uh, you can go directly and only from the Rhino website. Okay. I guess we're going to the Rhino website tonight, Mike. You gotta give me a promo code. <laughs> free, shipping, free shipping or something. They said give me a T-shirt or something. Okay, we'll work on it. We'll work on that. 
So this is, yeah, this is crazy. This is the craziest thing. And, and you worked for 15 years on this thing, and it's finally, finally out. Yeah, now. I mean, not not 15 consecutive years. I mean, let's be let's but be it, real about but this. But it's still but, in your head. It was in your head for that long. Sure. No, it was. It was. You know, it was. It was the white whale. You know, it was always mm-hmm. kind of like, okay, one of these days, I, I may get one more crack at this thing for the 50th. Mm-hmm. Maybe then. Maybe we'll do it. Yeah, maybe. Yeah. Um. And delightfully enough, people said, "Yeah, do it. Let's do it." So we did it. Um, and that meant I spent 10 months, like, living in a submarine, essentially. Like, basically. Tra- trapped in a studio, night after night, after horrible night. As if, as if Woodstock would never end. Uh, in my head, it, it is never going to end. It's, it's kind of like. Hey, man. Yeah. It's never going to end, man. <laughs> right? Well, you know, singing's on the way out. Well, singing's on. So, what were some of the surprises that were in the vault when you started digging through this? Because where were you getting these tapes from? I know I so, just asked you a question, but yeah, I'm asking. Yeah, well, most of the tapes, pleasantly enough, were – they were stored by – when the movie was done. So the tapes were all kind of originally done and intended to be used for, for Michael Wadley's film in 1970 of mm-hmm. Woodstock. And so after that happened, Atlantic Records wound up with all the tapes. Okay. And they stored them for a long, long time, and at a certain point – Atlantic closed their tape facility in New York City and sent them across the country to the the Warner Brothers tape facility out in L.A., mm-hmm. uh, which is where they live now. Okay. And when they arrived there, that was how I first saw them. I was just – there were – you know, stuff was coming off of trucks, and they were loading it onto shelves, and I was out at the vault a lot. And I would always kind of walk by to see, like, oh, what did they, what did they unload today? Mm-hmm. What do we got? And, you know, periodically you would see something. You would go, like, oh, my God, that mm-hmm. – Mm-hmm. Whoa, that's incredible. And then one day, hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of things all showed up on a giant shelf, and it was Woodstock, nearly all of it. And I was kind of like, wow, this is mm. this is a lot of stuff. And it became really clear that there was way more of it than anybody had ever heard or thought about yeah. or investigated or wanted to deal with. Yeah. And then it began to sort of haunt me. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm always kind of – I'm selfish when it comes to this stuff. I mean, nearly every project I've ever worked on kind of starts from some moment where I think to myself – I kind of want to hear this. I yeah, really yeah, want to hear yeah, this. Yeah, yeah. And then I just figure out a way to hear it. And this was how I figured out how to hear it. Look, I know you can't say this. This is a sidebar. Yes. You've heard things that none of us will ever hear ever, right? Yes. Would you ever say what one of those things is? Like, uh, What's a thing you heard that will never get released that when you're poking around these vaults that that, that it would kill everybody to hear. Okay. They'd I could push their mother you... into traffic to hear it. Okay. No names. No names. Like no names. Like and you can't you can't ask me. We're not gonna play twenty questions. Oh no, no, you no. Know. Okay. Okay. All right. okay. So um there's a recording. Um it's the Beatles. Somebody had been asked I'm sorry that was <laughs> <laughs> Mike, it's the Beatles. <laughs> no, go ahead. Um, sorry. Somebody had been asked to do something for a, an industry gathering. Mm-hmm. And the result of that was what sounded for the first three minutes uh-huh. like a nice acoustic reading of an old 1950s song. Okay. It was lovely. Yeah. You know, and we were sitting to it, we were sitting listening to it in the studio mm-hmm. and thinking like, wow, this mm-hmm. is really good. Mm-hmm. It's amazing mm-hmm. that this thing just kind of got, mm-hmm. got thrown away on this thing. Yeah. And then suddenly it broke into a kind of a completely, a completely new song, um, which contained, um, unpleasant language. Okay. Lots and yeah, yeah. lots and lots yeah. of unpleasant language. Yeah. The kind, not, not, you know, not. Hate speech. 
Uh, yes. Hate, As a matter of fact, the kind of thing that, well, it used uh-huh. to be, it used to be called uh-huh. a career ender. Sure. Um, in today's climate, I'm not it's, so it's sure. Called, it's called New York stand-up. Kind of. <laughs> <laughs> right? You see, they get it to Creek and Cave. <laughs> right? Ooh. <laughs> Ooh. <laughs> no. Sorry. Go ahead. So but, it, was a, it would have been a career ender. Yeah. So we played this thing and I said, I said to the engineer, we were sitting in Capitol Studios mm-hmm. doing this, which was fun. Capitol, eh? Capitol, yeah. Mike, no. that, that, that makes it, we, what? Stop it, Mike. We're not playing 20 questions. And it was just one of those things where we played it through, we stopped the tape, and I said to the assistant engineer, mm-hmm. I said, okay, um, you're going to make one copy of that, yeah. and it's going to me, uh-huh. and then I'm going to watch you erase it. Mm-hmm. You're just you're going to wipe it in front of yeah, me, yeah. and there's not going to be any other copies other than yeah. the one that mm-hmm. I'm burying in a safety deposit box for all eternity. Well, this just sounds like you're this sounds like you're challenging people now. This no. is this sounds like a bad movie. Nah. Nah. It sounds I like mean, a, it's, it's, it sounds it's, like that Dabney Coleman movie where he took an insurance policy out on himself. <laughs> Um, it's very well secured, and and if you try to mess with it or me, you'll have Lisa Jane Persky to reckon with, and, yeah. and you do not want you may no, want to reckon with me, but you don't want to reckon with her. No, you don't. And then and and standing right behind her is going to be uh, G- Paul Goebbels. Yeah, will be there. Yeah, no, you don't and want you, you don't, don't want Paul Goebbels mad at you. You, you do don't not want that. Them, they'll hit you with a, a game worn Mister Ed. Uh, 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 Saddle. Yeah. And I can, you know, I can call Mark Hoyk and he will hit you with scorn. Yeah. Mark does scorn better than any human being I know. So you heard that and that sounds horrifying. Mike is actually wants me to ask you, did you ever hear the reggae version of Bohemian Rhapsody? (laughs) I have not had the pleasure. Okay. He didn't hear it, Mike. So you worked on this box. What's the craziest thing in all the Woodstock stuff that that happened in in the what's a what's a crazy story that happened while you're putting this thing together? You know, God, there's so many. We you know, we sat through all of this stuff and we listened to all of these things and you know, periodically you just uh, we were still finding tape last fall that we'd never been through of stage announcements and things mm-hmm. like that. And you get to kind of great moments that a lot of my interest in this is because there's been so much kind of myth and legend and and fakery built up on top of mm-hmm. Woodstock for 50 years I'm I'm kind of bound and determined to scrape away as much of that myth as I possibly can yeah um just to kind of to keep it real and to sort of you know essentially I tell people if we're going to agree that maybe this was an important thing and maybe we want to think about it in the future or maybe it's historical we should at least know what the real history was mm-hmm. right so Occasionally you find bits and pieces of stuff like a, uh, I don't think, I didn't bring it. I should have brought it. Like, there's a moment where somebody's talking about insect bites from the stage. Okay. And, uh, John Morris, who's the announcer at that point in the mm-hmm. concert, mm-hmm. kind of says, how, how you guys doing? You guys, you getting, you getting bit? And nobody really is. There's this uh-huh. kind of a low murmur. Nobody's particularly nobody's having it. And this bit. is, this is, uh-huh. you know, this is mid-August in, in central New York. And this yeah. is normally, this would be, he's like, yep, that's because the craziest little guy you ever saw flew over here the other day and sprayed this whole yeah, place right. like, mm-hmm. oh, there's, so there's no bugs. Yeah. And, you know, this is, we think about Woodstock as the, the idyllic garden-like, you know, oh, it happened yeah. on Max Yasger's farm. Mm-hmm. And yeah, so everybody there was just, was coated in toxic yeah. DDT yeah, pretty exactly. much. They, got, they just got a blast of DDT flew over by a crop duster. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 
That's why you're welcome. (laughs) Did he say that in the thing? That's right, everybody. We double dosed all of it with DDT. You're welcome. Yeah, no, the tone. He's delighted. He's just, well, we fixed that problem for you. Um, Yes. And now just get ready for that third eye to grow on your head. Yeah. Um, Well, you know, babies were theoretically born, allegedly, at Woodstock. So Now, this Woodstock thing, some people are like, Woodstock sucks. What do you say to that? I say... You're an idiot. You're dead wrong. You you couldn't be further from the truth. Well, what if somebody's just like, look, man, Neil Young's great, obviously. Nobody's arguing with that. Crosby had his moments. Yeah. But Crosby still's a Nash blow. What would you say to that person? I would say, I would say, let's sit down and listen to Canned Heat. Uh-huh. That's what I would say. So, you, so you're just saying it's like you don't know where the floor is, is well, what you're saying. You don't know where the basement is. No, no. Can't heat or the Acme. That's, that's as, that's as good as it gets. Can't heat or like. On and down to the country. You've got the... Yeah, 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 yeah. I mean, that's good, by the way. That's really good. On and down to the country. What's the other one? Right? Right. Going down to the country, not to get away. Is that the song, right? Yeah. But, but the thing is, and that's a really good, that's a really good Alan Wilson impression. Was it Alan Wilson? Alan Wilson. I didn't know idea who that was. Yeah, he was kind of the genius of Canned Heat. Okay. And Bob the Bear Height was the guy that everybody recognized, the large, Falstaffian mm-hmm. dude sure. who's got the, the more growly voice. Mm-hmm. Um, but the thing about Canned Heat that nobody in 2019 remembers or understands mm-hmm. Is that they were like the Velvet Underground? They were a pulverizing, like, uh-huh. unbelievably loud and propulsive live rock band. So you're telling me if I go buy this huge box set, I'm going to hear Canned Heat and I'm going to get my head crushed by it. Kinda, yeah. Because this is what I'll say about Woodstock. When I was talking about that thing with Crosby, Stills, Nash and Young, that was me asking that. That was me. <laughs> that was me. Because this is what I'll say. Look, Neil Young. He's untouchable. The top, top of the pyramid. Crosby, yeah, right. He had the, the guess. I could. I wish I could remember my name and a couple other things. He did some good. His birds stuff is unimpeachable. Stills, Stills is no rocket scientist. This is a guy who wiped a Jimi Hendrix solo off of his record so he could put his own uh, steel drum solo on it. <laughs> Imagine this. You get Jimmy. <laughs> H- this is Stephen Stills. Jimi Hendrix is like. Hey, want me to play a guitar solo on your record? Yeah, why don't you do it? And then he goes into the studio, he records it, and then later Steven still says, Nah, I think I'm gonna play, it's gonna, I'm gonna wipe that solo and it's gonna be me playing steel drums on it instead of the Jimi Hendrix guitar solo. That's what we're talking about here. It's not, this guy's not moving the needle. What is that? Fireworks? Hmm. What's all that sound, Mike? I think it's fireworks because I saw a carnival on the way here. Okay. Mm-hmm. All right. You think it's fireworks? Mm-hmm. All right. Because then I say this about about uh, Woodstock. Man, the best thing I think that happened at that whole thing is Santana. And I'm going to say, I know everybody say, Santana, they suck. Yeah, they do. 98% of their stuff is not so hot. They've been bad for decades, right? We can say that. Sure. But, right? they, but they weren't bad at Woodstock. No. They came out of Woodstock. They were like kids. Including their drummer, who was a literal kid, a 18 year old at the point, Michael Shreve, right? 
Yeah, no, it's it's an incredible performance. He's on fire. Because they're doing this song. And you, when you think of Santana, you're just like, oh, it's Carlos Santana. That guy can play guitar. It's like, yeah. You watch this thing, Soul Survivor, they do this song. And this dude on drums is blown. He's, he's, he's out playing. He's playing better guitar than Carlos Santana on the drums. That's how good he is. He's a better guitarist with just drums. You'd think Santana was about this drummer. If I saw them, I'd be like, well, what, the drummer's name is Santana then? I'd be like, no, it's a guitar player. What? Because it's like, bam, 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 Oh, my God, it's the best thing ever. Can you do an impression of Jingo now? Of what now? Jingo. Jingo, ba-ba-lo, 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 ba Well, you just did it. Okay. That was well, good. no, you do it with the drums. Come on. No, I can't. I can't. I only do, I only do Soul Survivor. There is um, uh, Brian, Brian Kehue, um, my brilliant friend and engineer who mm-hmm. mixed nearly everything on all of this, mm-hmm. on, on the box and all the other stuff. You don't have to give him credit. Come I, but I, but it's not. His, it's your night. But Brian's great. No, no, Enough of Brian. No, Brian. I'm so is, tired of Brian Kehue. Brian is cool. What a snooze. Right, Mary? <laughs> I was telling you before the show, <laughs> if he comes in here and starts talking about Brian Kehue... Ugh. I don't know what I'm going to do. I'm just going to, I'm going to be so, so in the flesh. Yeah. Right? <laughs> That's what you said. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Uh-huh. Okay. So, so, but Brian, I'll let you, you were, I'm going to allow you one Brian Kihu story. Okay. Um, wow. That's, that's impossible. But I will just say that, um, he's, you know, I always think of him, he's, he's the world's greatest archival mixing engineer mm-hmm. because he can forge any sound. Okay. You know, it depends on, you know, a lot of people when they do projects like this, they just kind of mix it mm-hmm. and they don't really think about what it is. They just kind of go, well, it's 2019. I'm mixing some yeah. stuff from 1916. Yeah. I don't care. I'm just going to mix it now. Mm-hmm. Um, but that's not how Brian works. Brian actually thinks back through how would they have mixed it? What would the actual technique they would have used, you know, been on this stuff? How would they have EQ'd this? How would they have made it sound? Mm-hmm. And, you know, and he can do that whether it's something from 1969 or 1958 or 1985. Sure. It's, he can, he can fake all of it in a sense. Mm-hmm. And that's kind of why he's brilliant. And now, now I'll shut up about Brian Keaton. No, no, but, no, no. That's enough. <laughs> we got the, we, we get it. He's good. He's good. Um, so he's mixing this thing. Yeah. And he's like, Making it feel like it's like it's it's uh, alive, but still not. It's still in '69, right? No, it all feels it all feels really real. I try. I'd say that to you about Crosby, Stills and Nash. Mm-hmm. I mean, not not my favorite band in the universe either. I can because take... Young's not even on this thing. Oh, he is. He Neil kept himself out of the picture quite literally. Mm-hmm. He wouldn't okay. let the cameras film him. Okay. Um, the first half of the set is just the three of those guys, mm-hmm. and the second set has Neil, and they they go electric. Mm-hmm. Um, although he's mostly playing organ. Stills is actually the guy playing electric on, okay. on that half of the set. Mm-hmm. And I gotta say, you know, again, these are not, these are not my favorite mm-hmm. guys in the whole universe, yeah. Neil accepted, but Stills yeah. sounds mm-hmm. kind of almost, I don't want to create unrealistic expectations, but he has some, he has a couple of Tom Verlaine moments, kind okay. of like, like Tom Verlaine's weird uncle might have sure. sounded. Okay. Um, Tom Verlaine's weird uncle. Yeah. Um, this is the other reason that Stills is not a, he's not a rocket scientist. He's in this band, Buffalo Springfield, and he's fighting with this guy, Neil Young, in the band. And this guy, Neil Young, they're fighting for credit, and it's, it's a battle, right? Mm-hmm. He's just like, he's, I can't take this guy anymore. So he goes off. He starts his own band, Crosby, Stills, and Nash, right? Mm-hmm. And then they are huge. 
enormous. It blows up. And this dunce, the first thing he says is, what if I invite that guy, Neil Young, to be in the band? Because that's my band now, and he will follow my orders. And he'll finally learn what it's like to work for Stephen Stills. So then they do, and then the band becomes a hundred times bigger with Neil Young in it, and suddenly Neil Young's in charge of Crosby, Stills, Nash, and Young, and suddenly he's like, "I don't feel like playing on this one." And suddenly they're playing at in a, uh, they're playing at a car wash, because because Young won't show. They play at a football stadium when Young shows up. They're they're playing at a, a supermarket parking lot without Neil Young there. He did it to him twice. Why? Why would he cede control of two bands to this guy? It's fascinating. And look, I know you're probably tight with him. Um, no. <laughs> no, actually. Um, yeah, no, I'm, 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 and I'm okay with not being tight with him. Sure. Who did you become tight with through this experience? What what people did you cross paths with? It's interesting. Yeah, I've talked to a lot of people. That's been that's been one of the great pleasures of this is sitting down um recently and kind of asking people about their experiences. Mm-hmm. And people remember more than you would think. I mean, mm-hmm. the you know, the cliché version is, "Oh, I can't remember I was too high or mm-hmm. brown acid got me or something." But not really true. People mm-hmm. have great stories to tell about mm-hmm. this. So, I've I've sat down with um uh, Jack Cassidy and Yarma Kalkinen from the Jefferson Airplane the other mm-hmm. week. They were totally amazing. Heroes of mine for like my entire life. Sure. It was fantastic. Um, after bathing at Baxter's, one of mono my, mix, that's the high point for me. That's like one of my five favorite records of all time. Always. Like, See? See, Mike? Wait, 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 wait. Does Mike, Calm down, Mike. does Mike not like after bathing at Baxter's? He likes the realistic pillow. Well, better. I mean, that's I mean, a wrong. that's a fine, fine record, yeah. but it's not after bathing you at Baxter's. You don't get it, Mike. You'll never get it. Um. So, so yeah. So you got to talk to those guys. They were great. Um. Really thoughtful, interesting guys, mm-hmm. and they still, you know, they still. I I saw them play the night before, which was fascinating. I'd never seen them in that that configuration. Mm-hmm. I guess they called it an acoustic hot yeah. tuna gig. And Mike saw them once. Did he? He saw them play, and they played. They would play an acoustic set, then they would play a new wave set, then they'd play an acoustic set, then they'd play a new wave set. Oh, it was Yorma? It was just Yorma. Okay, Yorma had a new wave band, apparently, according to Mike, at one point. I think Jack had one too. Actually, okay. I'm not sure about Yorma, but uh-huh. but what was that called S? The well, wait, there was the Cantor Balin Cassidy band. Mm-hmm. No, SVT. That was the new wave band that Jack Cassidy was in. Okay, I believe. Um, Anyway, so I met them. They were great. I mm-hmm. went to see John Sebastian yesterday. He mm-hmm. just couldn't have been more charming and, and you know, kind of more generous talking mm-hmm. about stuff. Uh, Country Joe McDonald mm-hmm. uh, was a fascinating guy who's got a lot to say and, and a lot of gravitas. I, I sure. thought he was a really interesting um, – he's really given the politics of the event a lot of thought. It was it was intriguing to hear from him. And, mm-hmm. um, I spent a whole day last week with um, – with with Hugh Romney, aka Wavy Gravy, Wavy Gravy, um, who people know from the movie because he's the guy up there and he's he's dressed somewhat unusually. Mm-hmm. He's wearing a hat that apparently it it may have belonged to Tom Mix. No one quite knows, but but the, it, the it, cowboy, yes, actor. the cowboy actor from the forties. Um, he's the guy up there going, "Good morning." 
What we have in mind is breakfast in bed for four hundred thousand. I can't really do that very well. I've yeah. actually never tried uh-huh. to do that before, and I'm okay. never gonna. I'm never gonna attempt that again. Uh-huh. Okay, that was just a horrible mistake. I just. I really. I don't know what I was thinking. I'm just. I'm. Yeah, I'm it done only with gets that. worse. The, don't stop digging. I like stop it. digging. I liked just, it too. Okay. All right. Well, it, it was one of one. I wish you'd do it again. Nah, I'm not. I'm never doing it again. <laughs> it's never happening. Um. Anyway, he's a fascinating guy. I mean, mm-hmm. he goes all the way back. He's kind of like the last of the the beats. Okay. He actually he made a crazy spoken word record in 1964. Mm-hmm. He was the opening act for Thelonious Monk when he recorded okay. this thing, and it is the sort of ultimate stoned jazz hipster beat. Monologue mm-hmm. thing, it it it's pre psychedelic. It, it's like a record from I don't even know when sixty eight, sixty nine, sure. way ahead of the curve, um, and actually funny. Unlike Lenny Bruce, who I don't mm-hmm. enjoy, who kind of worked some of those same streets. Great, yes. And talking to him was fascinating, and I I didn't really I had no idea what to expect. Uh huh. Um, you know, you sort of wonder when you meet people like this, what are they? What are they like? What do they remember? What what do they want to talk about? Mm-hmm. Um, and you know, in Wavy's case, like. Everything, anything and everything. He's got fantastic recall of stuff. Um, he's really funny. And I think the funniest is one of those people underestimate him, you know, because people see this guy with, uh, you know, the outfits and the teeth and mm-hmm. they think, like, who is this guy? And who he actually he's is. A buffoon. Yeah. A buffona. But he's, a, you know, he's a comic character who's actually mm-hmm. spent most of the last 45 years, 50 years, like, doing a lot of good okay you know he's he's donates his time to a lot of charitable organizations mm-hmm. he runs a summer camp for the performing arts for kids mm-hmm. including lots of lots of kids not of yeah. means um you know he's a he's a serious guy mm-hmm. um put your good where it will do good is kind of his motto that mm-hmm. he repeated eight or ten times and, and put your good where it will do good okay yeah i get it Look, I need to hear these things twice or three times sometimes. <laughs> I never said I was smart. Mary, do you have any questions about Woodstock? Um, not really a question, more of a comment. Um, well, I just really liked what you were saying about, like, deconstructing the myth, um, you know, that VH1 documentaries have told us about how awesome the Summer of Love was. Um because I feel like any time I've watched those, I've been like, I'm listening to a guy talk about free love, and I'm just picturing how this guy actually <laughs> would have been, um, and all that sort of stuff, that it was probably much, much, much less magical and more annoying <laughs> than <laughs> it's usually depicted. Yeah. A lot I, of trash. Like, a lot of trashy trashy hippies oh tons. right mm-hmm. i you know i've been doing well i've been doing interviews with people lately there's a question that i ask everybody it, mm-hmm. it came to me and i just thought like yeah it's a good question to ask because mm-hmm. i'm always a lot of these people have been interviewed a lot and they have basically been answering the same four questions for mm-hmm. 50 years and when you've got that kind of thing the the single best thing you can do is not mm-hmm. ask the four questions ask yeah. something they haven't been asked yet so you can kind of get an original thought response sure like did you think you were changing the world when that's like an right. That, that's a that's a that's an incredibly <laughs> terrible question to ask. And yeah, that's that's the kind of thing they've mm-hmm. been asked. So um, the question I've been asking them is, mm-hmm. what did it smell like? Yeah, mm-hmm. that's a good and, question. And what happens when I ask the question is they laugh. Mm-hmm. First of all, generally yeah. I get a laugh, uh-huh. and then they then Throw they up. think about it for a second. <laughs> think about it for a second, and then dry heave all. And then they tell me something weird that that never would have come out if uh-huh. I hadn't asked them the question. Yeah. yeah. Um, Wavy Gravy was the only guy to answer it quickly and he he was immediate yeah. like 
I said, what did it smell like? He was like, mm, sandalwood and balsam. Yeah, I must have been backstage to smell like that. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, no way out in that sea of mutants. That smell, <laughs> that didn't smell. And look, they weren't all mutants. A few. Look, there's a great moment in Woodstock. This is another thing that's my favorite moment in Woodstock is you get this Abby, Abby Hoffman goes on stage, right? And he's like, hey, man, steal this book or whatever he's yelling about. What is he yelling about? On John stage? Sinclair. He's yelling about John and Sinclair, I, I which, can't... look, is a noble cause. I like support John. That's a story that was a noble thing to support. And John Sinclair was getting jobbed by the, by the, the, the law enforcement. But then Pete Townsend's up there and he's just like, he clonks him on the head with his guitar, right? Not quite. John Sebastian yesterday mm-hmm. showed me exactly what Pete Townsend did, which was really educational and great. Okay. Um, I had always thought, you know, all the descriptions of it kind of have Pete Townsend clonking him with yeah, it, yeah. you know, wielding it like a club yeah. or something. And I'd always sort of wondered, how did, how did that not result in like a skull fracture yeah. for Abby Hoffman? Yeah. Um, that's not what it was. It was more like, I mean, Sebastian to actually, to, to tell me about this, he actually, picked up and went and got a guitar from the other side of the room so he could yeah. show me. Yeah. So Townsend kind of had the guitar, and he sort of used it like a pool cue. So he kind of pointed wow. the headstock of the guitar, yeah. like uh-huh. basically at the yeah. base of Abby, of Abby yeah. Hoffman's skull. Yeah. <laughs> and he kind of slid the guitar forward really fast in a kind of a jolting motion. worse. Thus blasting him in the head ah. and causing him yeah. to fall off the stage. And the one thing that everybody agrees on that happened right after that is that Abby Hoffman, he just walked out through the crowd. The crowd mm-hmm. kind of parted before him, uh-huh. and then he just vanished. Nobody saw him again at Woodstock. Wow. And then everybody's next part of the story is like, yeah, and I ran into him four years later in yeah. Malibu, and yeah. something was going on. But, yeah, so now now I really know. That's fantastic. He pool-cued him. Mm-hmm. Mike, I've never heard Mike laugh so much. <laughs> Mike, Mike's, taking Mike's giddy. He's giddy. <laughs> I want to is, is if pizza's here. This is my offer to uh, both of you, or either of you. You can go, if you want to go eat some pizza, you can go do that. The show's going to keep going, and you can eat it and then come back in. You just know you can do that. You can stay, obviously, but you can go have some pizza also if you want. I'm going to do it. Mary's going to go have some pizza. Wow. So, Andy, my favorite story you've ever told. Yes. You know it. Oh. It involves the the, geeks and a swimming pool. Oh, the swimming pool. And every single time you've done been on the show i've asked you to tell this story and i'm not not going to stop okay. until the end of time okay no it's it's a it's I, it's a really admittedly really good story uh-huh. and and i i may not have told it since the last time okay. i was here so i feel like i've i feel like it's uh-huh. it, it's reabsorbed a little bit of kinetic energy sure. so I, I might be able to tell it without um you know without it's not by rote no 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 it's not it's not rote it's not like i'm not like some woodstock guy Mm -hmm. who's only ever been asked three questions no it's a real story so um the story is uh we were doing the show beat the geeks the geeks and we were of course obligated to promote the show Mm -hmm. because we had signed rapacious (laughs) contracts that forced us to do all kinds of humiliating stuff without being compensated properly for it. So so, that's the joy of the joy of show business, right? So before you go, Mike, do you remember this story? Oh, get ready. (laughs) If you, if you thought you were laughing because it's got every element you like in a story, Mike, go ahead. Sorry. Pathos, mostly pathos. But so, uh, we were required to to do these these promos, and the mm-hmm. promos were always horrible, just just terrible. We were doing, 
you know, one time Comedy Central flew their A-list promo crew out from New York to mm-hmm. shoot us, and they treated us like barnyard animals for an entire day. <laughs> they were they made us stand. You remember what the set looked like on the show? Those podiums uh-huh. that we were supposed to be okay. Sure. So they they had a complicated steady cam shot that they wanted to do with cameras tracking through the thing with fog machines blasting smoke <laughs> and crud all over the place, and they made us stand at the podiums. Uh-huh. Because they were trying to get the, the trying to get everything adjusted right, and if we moved or we weren't there, then then they would lose it. So we stood at these podiums for like four hours, and they wouldn't let us move, and they wouldn't let us take a break. Uh-huh. And at one point, they had hired an incredibly expensive catering company to do the craft service on this thing. And so, these craft service people at one point in the proceedings, and literally, if we move. If we move two inches, if we if we kind of change the weight on what what foot we're kind of standing on, the AD yells at us. Uh huh. Um, and the AD was this guy who looked like he looked like Billy Zane in Twin Peaks. He had an ascot, <laughs> and um, he would just go, "Please move back to your position." So at some point, the craft service company shows up, and they're walking around with past hors d'oeuvres, like you'd have at a wedding or a bar mitzvah or something, okay. toothpicks, little bits of, of, of hot dog or sausage or something, sure. like toothpicks. And they're kind of walking around to the various crew members with like, oh, here's your little bit of hot dog. Would you like yeah. care to dip it in the honey mustard? Uh-huh. That yeah. kind of thing. Uh-huh. And everybody's kind of, oh, delicious, wonderful. And we're standing up there kind of waiting, figuring like, okay, well, we've been here for four hours. I mean, we're here too, right? Yeah. I mean, I could I could handle a bite of hot dog at this. I could handle anything. Um, and then they just kind of walked away. Mm-hmm. They just kind of walked right past us like we were invisible uh-huh. ghosts. That's yeah. that's what doing these promos was like. Yeah. So another day, they forced us to drive at the crack of dawn. I had to get up at <laughs> five in the morning to do this to drive out to I think it was West Covina, uh-huh. one of one of your one of your lesser Southern California suburbs. Okay, and because they needed a swimming pool, because of course. <laughs> You know, Southern California, it's pretty hard to find a swimming pool. I mean, who, who, who would, would ever, who, who would have such a thing? Yeah, exactly. Impossible. Who could imagine a backyard pool? I, it just, it's, it's, it's just, <laughs> it, it defies logic and reason. In a place where you can swim all year long. Uh, just, it's baffling, right? So you have to go out, you have to, you have to trek all the way out. Yeah, because they were trying to do it on the cheap, of course. This yes. was after the A-list New York promo mm-hmm. crew had come out. This was a, this was a second cycle sort mm-hmm. of thing after the, 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 the budget numbers were going down slightly. So one of the PAs who worked on the show said they had a pool at her mom's house. So, uh, and we could shoot there for free, apparently. <laughs> so we all trucked out to West Covina at 5.30 in the morning so we could do a hilarious, hilarious spoof of those Girls Gone Wild ads that were endemic on cable TV at that point. Sure. Um, do you want to remind our listeners? Sure. Those- Girls Gone Wild, if you don't know what this is, it was a series of, 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 of DVDs where they would go to clubs and they would give uh, – girls uh free t-shirts to take their tops off and film them and then they'd lure them back on their bus and like uh, uh to to take all their clothes off on the bus and they would film them they'd be drunk and they'd get them to sign a release drunk drunkenly sign a release and then re- then put this thing out for the world to see nicely summarized thank you so uh some genius had the idea that we were going to film geeks gone wild Okay. What could be funnier? 
So uh, they had us out. You remember what we used to wear on the show, which were these robes, yeah. which um, somebody in the wardrobe department had basically gone. Um, there was a place in L.A. that it was the choir robe supply house for every church in Los okay. Angeles. So if your church had a gospel choir, this is where you bought the robes. So they bought some surplus robes and they tweaked them and did some stitching and turned them into these things that we wore on TV that were freezing cold. Most of the time. So we're out. It's like six in the morning Uh and we're out on the streets in front of this house in West Covina shooting a bunch of dumb gags that the guy Uh doing the the thing had thought up. So I think there was something where somebody (laughs) was throwing like an old computer keyboard at Mm -hmm. one of us was pitching the computer keyboard at one of the other of us who had a baseball bat Uh who was trying to slam the keyboard into smithereens and it was just you guys are like the three stooges at this point yeah i mean it was it was hey watch it it was watch it with that computer it it was it was truly i mean it was it was demeaning you know there was just there was no this is complete i didn't want to say that this is this you're you're being treated like like garbage oh oh totally yeah i mean the weird sense of of contempt that everybody at the network and kind of on the production staff had for the people who were on camera on the show was really like the dynamic was just strange Mm -hmm. um and the the fact that it was a game show meant that we kind of had to be sequestered away from a lot of the production staff anyway most of the time uh so as not to violate standards and practices rules which is the kind of thing that gets people sent to jail if you yes. screw up so um so we didn't really get to mingle with those people so they didn't really know us so they they mm-hmm. it was super easy for them to just treat us like these weird cartoon objects yeah. um because they didn't they'd never had a conversation with us yeah even though they were working 10 feet away from us and they were standing around us on the set, it was a very, really peculiar dynamic. So mm-hmm. easy for them to think up dumb stuff like this. There was another gag where we were, I think they, somebody had borrowed a convertible. So we're all in a convertible and we're throwing old encyclopedias out onto the street and we're supposed to be chortling with glee at the hilarious vandalism of, of this stupid yeah. gag. Um, so a few more of these things. I can't, those are the only two I remember. I think there was more. There was something that one of us refused to do that involved. Oh, right. It was a, it was supposed to be a direct parody of one of those girls gone wild things where one of us was supposed to take like a two liter bottle of Sprite mm-hmm. and pour it over our heads and kind of writhe around. Sure. Uh, uh, lubriciously. At, at, at six in the morning. Yes. Um, so they saved. I the- mean, they're just telling you to just do these things. It's just like, it's like, it's like bum fights almost. Oh, totally. It's it like, it's right. like, it's, they're just, they're not treating you like human beings. Mm-hmm. They had, but they had, they'd written all this. There was a script for this. I mean, there mm-hmm. was an actual like five page long brief describing every single shot uh-huh. they were going to get. And somebody at the network had signed off on this great uh-huh. stuff. The notes that they kept getting from the network were, uh, bring the funny. It's got to be hilarious. We need more hilarious comedy. That's the first yeah. word of our network's name. So it's sure. got to be. It's a game show. So therefore it's got to – anyway, none of it ever made sense to me. So the piece de resistance at the end of this thing, they saved it. This is the part, Mike. You might want to put your you might want to put your your uh your uh that belt you have so you don't blow out your kidneys on this one, Mike. It's like one of those old westerns where you kinda you give the guy the slug of whiskey and make him bite mm -hmm. down on the leather belt and yeah, okay. So um the, the the final the final thing that they asked us to shoot was um, they thought it would be spectacularly great and funny and hilarious and wonderful if we all jumped into a swimming pool because that that just kind of spells comedy right sure I mean what who has never found that amusing like yeah. three guys jumping into a swimming pool yeah. um, 
So, which is such a mainstay of the Girls Gone Wild videos is when they all jumped in swimming pools. Yeah. So, <laughs> so obviously, right. We, we had to, we had to do this thing. The guy, oh, the guy who directed and wrote this thing, the guy mm-hmm. who, the, the funny consultant yeah, yeah, they had yeah. brought in for this uh-huh. was, I believe, a guy who had been responsible for, oh God, Battle Bots. Um, yeah. Uh, another exciting Great Comedy show. Central show. From yeah. The- Yes. The era. So, so he had brought some of his magic touch over, mm-hmm. over to us. So, uh, the final shot was supposed to be just us jumping into the swimming pool, at which point we were going to wrap and, and that was going to mm-hmm. be the end of it at, at 6.55 a.m. Okay. So, you know, it's LA and it's chilly in the morning anyway. And, and so I don't, it was probably 60 degrees out. We've mm-hmm. done this whole thing and now we have to jump in a pool. And I was just kind of thinking, I don't want to jump in a pool. I mean, who wants to jump in a pool? Yeah. No. Yeah. So, uh, obviously this was one of those things where they weren't going to dry us off if anything went wrong. So mm-hmm. we were, we were going to do this once there yeah. was going to be one shot yeah. and that would be the end of it period. So, okay, we got ready. We rehearsed the move such as it was. So somebody rolled tape and called it one, two, three, and we all jumped in the pool. And the thing about the pool, the thing about the pool was no one had told us that the PA's mom, who was letting us shoot in her backyard, uh-huh. that she hadn't heated the pool. Uh-huh. So the pool was freezing cold. Yeah. Um, completely and utterly freezing cold. Sure. So it was a kind of a horrible shock to the system the minute, yeah. the minute I entered the water. Yeah. Just wasn't ready for this even remotely. And the second and more critical <laughs> thing that no one had thought to mention or disclose uh-huh. during all of this was that the pool was unchlorinated and unmaintained and that it had been just allowed to stand open for, I don't know, months, years. I have no idea. Um, uh-huh. So it was basically – it was a birdbath. It was a gigantic – yeah. Bird bath. Uh-huh. And the shock of the cold water jumping yeah. into this thing, not, not knowing about the other part of this, <laughs> you know, it's one of those things where you, you just, you, you squinch up, you, you yeah, yeah. tighten and sure. my mouth opened and some of this horrible bird bath water <laughs> entered my mouth and, and drizzled, dripped down my throat and and then we were supposed to splash around. We were supposed to splash each other for a couple of minutes, yeah. which I guess we fitfully did. Uh-huh. Um, even though I'm sure the other guys were probably thinking the same thing, which was like, yeah. wow, this is cold. This is really yeah. horrible. So we did the dumb splashing and then they yeah. were like, great, wonderful guys. Fantastic. Yeah. Uh, you can get out of the pool now. So we got out of the pool and somebody handed me a towel mm-hmm. and literally this is 45 seconds after I'm out of the water, I can already feel my throat is burning. Just burning like I've just swallowed like uh, a toxic waste dump. Just something, something absolutely nightmarishly horrible. And by two hours later, by the time I had dried off, changed into whatever I had brought to change into, and Mm -hmm. been given half of a dry Subway sandwich, which was what the craft service was that day uh, at the PA's mom's house and driven back to civilization on my end of Los Angeles, uh, I was running a fever. Uh, Immediately, your body's trying to fight this. Trying to fight this thing. And by by mid-afternoon, I'm running a 102-degree fever. 
Uh, I'm just I'm burning up with with whatever the whatever the you know the spirochetes or yeah. whatever was was kind of like marinating in this thing uh-huh. the, the super bug the, yeah. the the C difficile I don't know whatever it whatever mm-hmm. it was um, was just having its way with me and by the following morning I was nearly dead I mean I just felt like the temp the fever hadn't broken it was it was miserable and I had to go shoot five more episodes of Beat the Geeks <laughs> the day after that uh-huh. so I went. Um, I have this doctor in LA who has a, a, a strong rock and roll pedigree. Okay. Uh, his, his brother was Danny Sugarman, the guy who used to manage the doors sure. and who wrote the biography and who wrote his own kind of tell all book okay. about rock and roll, whatever. And sure. it's a fascinating rock and roll doctor's office where you can kind of tell from who's got the most platinum records on the wall, who had the worst Coke problem. Okay. Um, <laughs> and so, I go see him and I try to explain, I, I've lost my voice. I can't talk. And he's like, yeah, yeah. Okay. Right. Voice talk. Yes. I got this. So he shot me up with some antibiotics and I said, well, what about the voice? And he gave, he's like, oh, this is what I gave Springsteen before he went on stage at Dodger stadium and he couldn't sing. Mm -hmm. So here, this will work on you. Some kind of, some crazy steroid pill. Um, so I took it, and yes, within 24 hours, I still felt like death, mm-hmm. but my voice had returned enough for me to actually get through the next five episodes of the show, yeah. which I have no memory of shooting at all. <laughs> uh-huh. um, and that's that's the story of, of – that's the Geeks Gone Wild story. Yeah. You you almost killed getting shoved into a giant bird bath, basically. Yes, yes. With no regard for you. Yeah. Nobody said like, hey, you, you guys okay? Yeah. How, how was that? I just love that that's that they just looked at you guys as if you were just not people. The most dehumanizing experience oh I have God. ever 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 had. That is so funny. Andy, I'm going to I'm going to can you what if I'm going to take some calls if you want to take a break and I'll bring you back in. How about sure, that? Sure, 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 sure. That'd be lovely. And everybody, where do you get the box set? Oh, the big box. Well, the small stuff is available at fine record stores assuming you can find one yeah. or or online or whatever. The big the really big box um, is only available rhino.com slash Woodstock 50, I believe mm-hmm. is the address. You can go there. Okay. Um, and be, the sticker shock will shock you, but that's that. All right. But it's, it's you're either all in or you're not all exactly. in. Exactly. What, what price quality? Thank you. Thank you. And Andy, it's so nice that you're here and we'll bring you back in. in oh, it's fun. Bit. It's great. Oh, it's so nice to see you again. Let's take a couple calls and then we'll, we'll keep the show moving here. Best show. Hello. Hello. What? Hello, am I on? Hey, Hi. you're on. Hi, how are you? Uh, how are you, Tom? How are I'm you? I'm good. I'm good. Who's this? This is AJ. I'm AJ. Where are you calling from, AJ? Woodstock, New York. What? Yes. You're calling from Woodstock? What's going yeah. on in Woodstock tonight? Uh, Got a little bit of that uh, stinky yanky. Right? <laughs> you got the good, right? Uh, a little bit um, of the old. I'm drinking. You know what I mean? No, I can't. I can't handle that stuff. Okay. I, I, yeah, I just drink uh, vodka and cranberries. Okay, so you got some vodka and cranberry. And what's going on, AJ? Well, I'm having a party this weekend uh, for my dear friend Andy, um, and he's uh, a uh, renowned local punk rock promoter. And it's going to be a. I'm setting up a karaoke situation. Yeah. In my, um, I wish I could come, buddy. I wish I could do it. I can't drive oh, seven hours to do karaoke. 
It's about seven hours, maybe four. Four. I can't try. <laughs> I'm supposed to have four hours to do karaoke. <laughs> we have a guest house. You can come. You can stay over. Are you? Is this why you called? Really, to ask me to come do karaoke? No, no. I'm 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 trying to think of songs. That I have my go to my go to regular karaoke songs that I go to all the time. What's a, what's your go to song at karaoke, AJ? Uh, Call Me Maybe by Carly Rae Jepsen. All right, that's a good one. Yep, yep. And I have a couple others. Mm-hmm. Um, <clears throat> I have uh, Delilah by Tom Jones. Sure. And uh, um, Fairy Tale of New York by the Pogues. Sure. A heartbreaker. Do you heartbreaker. edit it? Do you edit it or you say the the hate word? I made you the uh, mistake of... Uh, you sound like a... I did. I did, it. I did that in front of my mother. Stop, stop, huh? Can you stop with that? My mother, my mother gave me some help about Good. that. Yeah, Good. I'm on your mother's yeah. side on this. <laughs> so, to what do I owe the pleasure of this call, uh, AJ? So, I'm trying to think of new songs. Like, I'm, 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 I'm racking my brain for songs that I could possibly okay. Add I'll help you to out. My repertoire, and it's just a very specific uh, uh, scenario here. And then I'm trying to think of things. That okay. I could, you know. Um, okay. Here's one you do. It's been one week since you looked at me, right? Cock my head to the side and said I'm angry. Five days since he laughed at you. He said, you know to do what you want to do. Oh, man, I know what your hood wink. to make it stop think. You think you're looking at Aquaman, right? I summon fish to the dish because I like the shelly swiss because the sushi never, never touch a frying pan. Hot like wasabi when I bust, right? You can do that one. Big like Leanne Rhymed because I'm all about value. Bert Camphor's got the mad hits. You try to match wits. You try to hold me, but I bust through. You could do that, right? I could. Do that. I don't like that song. Well, you don't have to like all of them. Then do True by Spandau Ballet. Oh, yeah. Make everybody cry. Make everybody cry. I have that on, uh, I believe I have that on vinyl. I'm going to look. All right. And see. Then I can listen to that thing. Um, yeah, it's a, you know, it's a, it's a, it's a, there's a, there's a, uh, there's a punk rock slash redneck. Combo. It's a, it's a, the stage for the karaoke is going to be outdoors. Mm-hmm. It's like next to a. We have like an outdoor like um, kitchen and uh, bar. You should put some uh, should put some meat around the thing and see if you get some uh, some uh, wolves to come on stage. There, there are coyotes. We do hear coyotes. Well, just get uh, them on stage. <laughs> Hang some meat off the mic. See if you get a coyote to come up and chomp it. We can do some backup singing, maybe. Yeah. All right, buddy. It sounds like you're going to have a great time. Uh, listen, you know, Tom, you're always invited. Oh, you're a sweetheart. I'll talk to you soon. All right. Show, hi. Hello. Hello, hi. Who's this? Uh, my name's Steph Wolf. Steph, how are you? I'm good. Who am I talking to? Oh, you're talking to Tom. Oh, my God. This is amazing. <gasps> I know. What's going I'm Steph on? From What's that now? I forgot, to, I forgot to say it right. I'm Steph from Santa Cruz. Steph from Santa Cruz. What's up, Steph? Well, I emailed you a little while back, maybe a month ago, because no. my boyfriend's birthday is tonight. Yeah. And I want you to wish him a happy birthday. I wish I could. I just can't. <laughs> I really wish I could. I'm so sorry. Because if you do it for you, then I got to do it for everybody. Now, what is his name? What's his name? His name is Dibson T. Hoffweiler. Hold on. That, that's not his name. <laughs> Dib, let me write this down. Dibson, D-I-B-S-O-N-T. Yeah. S-O-N-T. 
and Hoffweiler. Am I saying it to him, or am I just? Are you going to play it for him later? Well, he's actually having dinner with his friends right now. He called your show too, but he had to get off because he's having okay. dinner because it's his birthday. Okay, yeah. here we go. Happy birthday! Hold on, wait. No, <laughs> Happy birthday, Dibson T. Hoffweiler. It's going to be a good one. Have a great time. Not sure why you went out with your friends and not your girlfriend tonight for dinner, but it's your birthday, dude. Happy birthday. Thanks, Tom. Of course. You have a great night. Bye. Bye. Best show. Hi. Hello, Tom. Oh, my goodness. Is I live and breathe. I know who this is. Well, this is Jason from Alabama, from Huntsville, Alabama. It is. And this is a guy who we all know. Uh, look, this show has a lot of uh, a lot of Yankees listen to this show, right? Mm-hmm. Right? You oh, know yeah. what I mean. But Them. Them. Bump, 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 bump. The night they drove old Dixie down, right? And all the bells were ringing, singing. You could do that, right? Sing. No? No. So what's going on, Jason, from Alabama? Because this guy, he flies the flag for Alabama properly. He's a good guy, a good guy. And I, I, I'm so happy that he calls the show because he's a good guy well thank you tom so what's going on Um, tonight well i don't know if you know this but i'm a i'm a journalist Uh, i'm i'm on staff at a at a publication called twitter okay so i am a journalist you have a column there i have a short column yes oh a short column how many how many uh like how many characters would this column be well they actually used to be smaller Okay. They doubled my space. Well, they, congratulations on that. That's yeah. a promotion. Thank you. Yeah. Uh, no, but so as a journalist, I wanted to call back and give you an update on a story that I've reported on on Twitter the last time I talked spoke with you. Okay. And what is the so, story? Well, there was a squirrel. You mm-hmm. may remember me calling you about a messed up squirrel when you were in Los Angeles. I do remember. I remember yeah. Tim Heidecker was giving you a hard time. You couldn't get a word out. Yeah, that's fine. He's earned it. Eh. So go ahead. <laughs> What's yeah. up with the squirrel? Oh, and you got a stacked show tonight, too, by the way. I, oh, and it's not done yet? I think there's another oh, person goodness. here still. I don't, I don't know if I can stand it. I know. I don't think I can. I think I might leave. <laughs> but, uh, so here's the other I don't want. I want to be very accurate about the squirrel. I want to present both sides of the Yo. story. Okay. So, so like, the squirrel owner... While he was on the lam from the cops, he he took to Facebook Live. He was he was calling into radio shows. He was like a he's kind of like Turk one eighty two. He's Turk one eighty two in it. Yeah, he was like a the man the, trying to be like a folk hero. Sure. So he wanted to set the record straight that he did not, that his squirrel was not on meth. It oh, that's just right. Yes. And I'm going to clean this up a little bit. Okay. And his quote was, "He's just an a hole." The squirrel's just an a-hole. Well, look. Hey, man. It's not my place to judge a squirrel. Well, that's what his owner said. He loved the squirrel. He, he had the squirrel with him. And he the squ- said he went... So- go ahead. Go ahead. Sorry. 
so 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 the police let the squirrel go. Uh huh. And he said that after the police left, he went back to the scene of the crime, and the squirrel was up in a tree, scared to death because he says this squirrel was born in in his house, and he's had the squirrel since it was born. And the squirrel has never been outside, and the squirrel was terrified. And he says that the squirrel came down out of the tree and got on his shoulder in his truck, and he drove off with the squirrel. And he had a squirrel with him in the video. I don't know if it was the squirrel or if he got another squirrel. Uh huh. I don't know. But anyway, they they caught the dude. He's now in jail. I don't know where the squirrel is. I'm going to assume I look. I don't. I'm going to guess that the squirrel is in the woods somewhere. <laughs> it's just like a guess. I'm going out on a limb. The squirrel is outside somewhere the, where the squirrels squirrel might are turned, supposed to the be. The squirrel. The squirrel may have turned state's evidence on this guy. Yeah. Look after the a hole remark. Yeah, that's you don't say that. That's the squirrel's like no. I thought we were friends. Mike. But I just want. No, go ahead, Jason. Jason. No, I just want to present both sides of the story. Well, I appreciate you. You've shown nothing but respect for this squirrel. (laughs) Yes. (laughs) You've, you're really, you're nothing if not fair. Right. Well, we we live in a very divided country. We do. And that's why I want to tell everybody that the way we can all unite is tomorrow at noon. Mm -hmm. Right. We're all going to sing Yellow Submarine at the same time. (laughs) Everyone in America is going to sing Yellow Submarine, and then we'll all look at each other and laugh and go, what were we doing? Right. We all know that song sucks. Everybody's going to be like, that song sucks, right? Yeah, it does suck. Can you believe that's a Beatles song? I know, right? And then we'll all be united again. Right. You're a sweet guy, Jason. Thank you for the oh, call. Oh, that's all I got anyway. I hope y'all have a good night. Oh, you too. You have a grand evening. Bye-bye. Mike. Hey, Mike. Do I, is anybody else here? All right. Well, is a guest here? A, th- a mystery surprise? Not mystery guest, but an additional uh, a bonus guest? Oh, oh, yeah. That's the answer right there. Hi. How are you? You can sit in that chair right there. Do you know who Alice Wetterland is, Mike? Well, you just met her. She's a very funny uh, person. Very funny. A great entertainer. Everybody. He didn't say anything to me. What's that? He didn't say anything who? to me. Who, Mike? Yeah. He, we haven't met. He's weird. I realize now that I'm saying this, I'm going to have to go face him. Oh, no, you can't. You're going to have to. <laughs> he blocks the door. You can't not face him now. <laughs> hey, Mary. You, five minutes you come back in. Se- seven minutes. Seven if it's going poorly. <laughs> it's ten, eight if it's going great. Or something you like that. keep changing it. So I want to say, first of all, Alice Wetterland, yes. I am a fan <gasps> of yours. You're so funny. Oh, my God. Where do people know you the from honor. the first time they go, oh, I know you from the thing. What's the thing they know you from? <laughs> Girl Code is a big one. Girl Code, which is your you, you one of your first big My jobs. My first big job. Yeah. Reached a lot of people. Mm-hmm. Uh, big, big, uh, big audience. Okay. Did not get paid a lot of money for that. Sure. What? But, yeah. Wait, but uh, it was an MTV show. Yeah, that's right. And they didn't pay you a lot of money? It's crazy, but guys, they don't pay at that place. 
And I, I remember I put, I got really a lot of Instagram followers. And then one time I posted a picture of my cat cause she jumps in, he jumps in the, um, in the bathtub sometimes. And I posted a picture of my cat and somebody on Instagram was like, your bathroom sucks. Why do you live a poor way? Uh huh. And then you just. <laughs> and I was like, you don't get it. You say, uh, they're like, but you're a producer yeah. on the show. <laughs> yeah, That's always the great thing on like those oh, yeah. Viacom shows. Like, yeah, yeah. I guess nobody wrote this thing, but there, <laughs> there's 16 producers <laughs> on it. Yeah, no, but, I was a writer, so. Yeah. Uh, then you, so people know you from that. Mm-hmm. And then they know you from Silicon Valley. Yes. Right? Silicon. Yes, where you were very funny. Thank you. And should have stayed. Thank you. I wanted you to stay. I I know. I it, a lot of people say that yes. about me when I leave. <laughs> because it was the kind of thing where it's like it's like you know they could have had a woman in the thing yeah. and there's five guys yeah. and but they actually, what's interesting about it is they couldn't. <laughs> that they, they literally couldn't. You just, it was just they one too many. could not handle it. Yeah, there was yeah. just one too many. Yeah, they didn't want me there, so. Uh-huh. Um. Well, we didn't have to talk about that if you don't want. <laughs> yeah. But it was, you were great on That's the Thank first you. time I think I that saw you my, do yeah. things. That's was, the thing people recognize me from. Yeah. I was in this great movie, Mike and Dave Need Wedding Dates, that didn't get very much uh, it wasn't very popular, I guess, but it was really a fun time, and I loved my character from That's it. A, that movie it was a real cut him up, yeah, situation. Adam Devine. Oh, I love Adam Zac Devine. Efron. Zac Efron's amazing. He's, this is how we do it. Remember when they did that dance at the I, end? Yeah, I do. Yeah, mm-hmm. I was like, yeah, let's do a dance number <laughs> on top of this whole rest of this uh-huh. movie. <laughs> so that, and then people. From People of Earth mm-hmm. is another show. Yeah. And where did that yeah. shoot? Toronto? Oh, that was in Toronto, sir. Oh, that was yes. not, when, what months did you shoot that? Well, in? we never were there in the cold. Okay. It was always nice uh-huh. out, so it uh-huh. was great. Okay, because I worked on a television show shot there in October and November and December. Yeah. I'm, that was uh, not, le- it was more cold than what you're talking about. For sure. Mm-hmm. But it was at night. Everything was a night shoot, though, so that's. <laughs> Don't, don't worry. Go. We're it always filmed at night. I'm shooting a new show that's based in a ski town, mm-hmm. so we need the snow. But we are shooting in in uh, November in Vancouver. And what is so that I'll show? Be, it's called Resident Alien. It's another Alien TV show okay. starring this guy, uh-huh. Alice Wetterland. Yes, because you like aliens. <laughs> I guess I do. Because <laughs> you also like the thing with this podcast you did. I it's did the. It. What's the podcast? It, it's I listen to it a lot. You do? I do. It's called Treks in the City. Yeah. I love it. It's really And it has four point five review four point five reviews. Four point five stars on iTunes. And I'm always Pretty like good. you think that's good? It's like you either have five or bust. If somebody No. Yeah. It five shows or bust. it's real. If it's if you got five <laughs> it seems fake. Maybe, maybe. Four point five. I love what we do. Four point five is a perfect number because it's just like, well, it's clearly not rigged because if (laughs) because it's a good point. Somebody gave it a four. That's a good point, and I agree with all the bad reviews. So like, that's cool. And disagree with the good ones. And this treks in the city. It's you, me, and your friend Veronica. Veronica Osorio. And you guys go over episodes of Star Trek: The Next Generation. Yeah. Each episode of your show Mm. is an episode of Star Star Trek. Trek. Yeah. 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 Did anyone offer you a beverage by any chance? I was offered so many beverages. Okay, good. They wouldn't let me walk through the room. All right, good. So, and it's really funny, and I got to do the show when I was in Los Angeles. It was very, I had so much fun. 
It was great. Doing it. You were great on it. Well, what, a good, what a good get. When a does get that for come us. Out? When does that come out? I don't know. <laughs> Who knows? <laughs> you know, some of them are just for us, Tom. Oh, okay. Yeah, so that was not a, that was not yeah. one for public Yeah, that's an audience of two. Oh, well, well that's yeah, fine. Yeah, keeping it in the can. Yeah. Uh, and then you've week? got it. I don't know. Just tr- check. You'll find it. Check, right? People yeah. will find it. No, you've heard it. You can Mary? hear it anytime you want. Yeah. No, it's stop. That's <laughs> Don't I have a Mary? No, no, you don't have to. You don't know. I might have my own Mary out there. You don't have a Mary out there. No, Who I did don't. you bring with I you? Don't. Who's out there? My uncle. Your uncle? Yeah. What's his deal? He's a he's a Jersey City resident. Really? Yeah. He uh he lives out here. He's an artist. Uh-huh. He is uh, he cool. He's very he's the coolest uncle anybody's ever had. Uh-huh. Yeah. It's pretty cool. I, don't know. I always bring him out. He's like mm-hmm. my trophy uncle. Mm-hmm. Your trophy uncle. <laughs> yeah. You kind of rub him in everybody's <laughs> yeah, yeah, face. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No big deal. You wish you had an uncle half as cool <laughs> as my uncle. Does he want to come in? He sure does. I mean, I don't actually know that, but I bet he does. What's his name? His name's Roger. Roger. Like the alien on American Dad. Exactly. Right? I definitely know that reference. Which one's your favorite of, if you were to rank everyone on American God damn Dad? It. <laughs> <laughs> Hey, how are you? Look how cool he is. It is cool. I'm like, this dude's not your uncle. And he's the cool skateboarding right? dude. He's yeah. skateboarded in here for the listeners who yeah. didn't watch. Yeah, you're yeah, way too. You can put some headphones on. You can have headphones. Yeah, he's got a show um, as well. He's got a, it's like a podcast, but it's a radio show, right? Hmm? Oh. Your show? No, it's a, it's not a podcast. It's a radio, it's a radio show. Yeah. I said it's like a podcast, no, the, but it's a radio the, show. With Amanda, I do the kids show on FMU, the Saturday morning. Yeah, okay. Yeah, of course. It's like it's cool. a ringer. Dude. <laughs> this is like a ringer. I, I know. We travel in packs. I, We're just winners. <laughs> so Alice is your niece? Yeah. Alice is my niece. Yeah. I just met her tonight, but that's Oh, story. shut up. <laughs> so that's not hey, true. man, come on. You get Wait, the five. So You're going to get your 75 if you play it cool. This isn't some weird uncle. <laughs> is he really your uncle? I want, I'm on a, I met him on Trunkle. It's a web. It's an app. <laughs> See, now I feel like I'm being it's tricked. A, it's an app where you get uncles. You connect with uncles in your area. Uncles He's my uncle real types. uncle, my stepdad, his brother. Okay. So that's why we don't really look alike. So we are both ste- white. Step, step uncle. My step uncle, yeah. Step uncle. Step uncle. Right? We've never used that. Yeah. It's your step uncle. Yeah. I'll have it now. Step uncle. So, hey, Mike, how much pizza is left out there? Make sure there's some for me. Good. Good. There's a lot left. I brought a salad if you want it. You did? Yeah. I'm okay. Okay. <laughs> uh, you, know, you have to bring gifts. Well, that's so. very sweet of you, Al. So you are, you also have a stand-up thing coming out, don't that's you? That's correct. On Amazon Prime, no workers were harmed <laughs> in the making or the release of uh-huh. my special, I think. Uh, it's called My Mama is a Human and So Am I. Okay. It's coming out on August 23rd. Mm-hmm. And you can watch it. I can? If you got that Prime, baby. But if you don't have the Prime, you're just like, SOL. Well, there's a, there'll be, there'll be a way. Sure. If you don't have the Prime. In fact, there are CDs I can send so to you. You go to Best Buy and you they just kind of load so. it up. Maybe. Right? Uh, it'll be passed out on USBs. Okay, <laughs> yes. You're going to Yeah. yeah you're gonna I'm going to design an escape room where the prize is. Sure. You're going to paper the... <laughs> the right? Oh, wouldn't I love to wheat paste? Well, you ever hear Andy Candler when he's just like, they papered the room... Like he's always talking about... Because <laughs> okay. stand-up comedy is so interesting, first of all. Well, I want to know me. every part of it. Really? No. Oh, okay. <laughs> Why is what? every show about it? 
Ooh, ooh, that's a that's a shots fired over here. <laughs> <laughs> is why is Resident Alien about stand up comedy? No, oh, I see. Like every, every every TV show. Yes, no, no, not every. Yeah, and it's hard to make a TV show about stand up that makes sense. You know, it's mostly just about. It's like I feel like it's like you're too you're not creative enough to make a show about something so mm-hmm. you're like it's about me doing stand up you're like <laughs> Can oh, you believe okay. it okay <laughs> but in this one i get laid a lot <laughs> yes, <laughs> like all right well <laughs> yeah mary come on in mary this is the going well part you can still come in did you know Mary? Do you know Mary Houlihan? I didn't know her before. She's so yeah. funny. Hey. Mary's the coolest until now. Until now. Until now. Whoa. Alice is like the West Coast you. Really? <gasps> yeah. He... Well, you can swing that. Swing over? Swing that goes to Scooch uncle. to me. Yeah. And then Mary. So many chords in here. Yeah. yeah. Chords are what, are, are what I call podcasting nerds. <laughs> <laughs> Well, first of all, this is not a podcast. It's a live. This is it's, an, it's, it's a radio. Because people can call that we do yeah. podcast. Yeah. If it was a podcast, yeah. it'd be amazing because then people would call in and they'd know when somehow. They just wouldn't know what they were participating. Or you'd have in. a pre-recorded call in that uh-huh. you then and you're like, leave space where it sounds like when I'm talking. <laughs> okay. <laughs> and then you just it's a good idea. Look. These are your forever dog <laughs> tactics. <laughs> take those back to, take those back to forever dog. Everybody was so nice at forever dog. That guy, yeah. Brett, is a nice guy. Brett's, Brett Boehm. Yeah. He's a wonderful person. Yeah. And yet nobody respects him. <laughs> That's the fucked up part. Okay. Well, it we, helps him stay to nice. Not, we, we don't super curse on the show also. Oh, we don't super curse. Yeah. Okay. We yeah. act like it's a radio show, even though you, we don't get in trouble for that. That's awesome. Yeah. I like that. Try to just keep it fun. Okay. That's okay. Fun. It's okay not that you did. Fun. Yeah, exactly. Boop. That's all right. Yeah. Look, make like you're on People I, of Earth. I would love to be on People of Earth. <laughs> yes. Other radio show. <laughs> and then people know you from a TV commercial too, right? Uh, uh, several TV commercials. Yeah. yeah. Like yeah. which one? The Pepsi one is a big one. Yes, the Super Bowl ad. Yeah. That was really cool. Yeah, because you were me. in it with Steve Carell. And I was in it with Cardi B. With Cardi B. Big fan of Cardi yeah. B, and I got to meet her. That's crazy. And I didn't think I was going to get to meet her. Mm-hmm. And then this is how self-absorbed I am. She walked in, and I thought for some reason she wasn't in my part of the spot, so I wasn't going to film with her. Mm-hmm. But I had told my agents, I told my manager, I told the casting director, I told everybody how much I wanted to meet and was a fan of Cardi B. So when she walked in, <laughs> I, uh-huh. I was like, oh, they brought her in to meet <laughs> <Yeah>. me. <laughs> and uh-huh. as she walked by, I was like, oh, hi. And then uh-huh. she kept walking and I was yeah. like, hi, I'm so dumb. <laughs> like, why would this human being be at work and then want to come meet me? Yeah. Well, you did. Did you meet her, though, properly? Yeah, because yeah, we sat across the table from each other. That's right. I told her that she's a genius. Mm-hmm. She got very bashful. It was pretty cute. Well, uh, look, it doesn't <laughs> hurt when you tell people they're genius. Wouldn't kill you every once in a while. <laughs> Noted. <laughs> you know, only have you on. And Christmas is just around the corner. <laughs> yes. Mary, I think you're a genius. I think you're a genius. Well, that's no, cheapened, though. No. Because you only said it back to me. <laughs> oh, you know who's really a genius, Who? though? Alice Wetterland. Oh. Very funny. Oh. And you did do the pot. Everybody should check out Treks in the City. 
and the city. In and. And. And the city. Because it's not in the city. Yeah, because it's sex Sex and and the the city. city. So it's sex and the city. Yes. Now, with sex and the city, right? Yeah. What what are you? Because I'll tell you who I am. Okay. First of all, guess what you think I am. Guess who you think I am. Who do I... Major and minor in one. How about that? Okay. I would say you're... Sun sign is in Miranda. Okay. And your rising sign is Carrie. Mm, okay. Wow. I'm going to say you are Steve. <laughs> You're like Steve. That's a really big compliment. Right? Steve's yeah. That's cool. I'm a Carrie aspiring Miranda. Hey, Miranda. <laughs> I thought we'd go get pizza. <laughs> Miranda, what are we doing? Come on, I just you're the I one. Could, you want to just hang out? Oh, Debbie's great, but you're the one. You know, I'm just trying to... <laughs> I mean, I thought maybe I could move in. We could live together. Right? Steve. Oh. I mean, come on, Miranda. I just got this haircut that's like a haystack. It's just, I can't... You look great. You look great, Miranda. Steve, I can't be a lawyer and have feelings. Uh, I mean, what, Miranda? Can <laughs> <laughs> we just move in? Get it. Can we move in? He's always got a cold. He was the cutest husband. And then, uh, but what's his face sucked, Mr. Big, Mr. right? Mr. Big's mm-hmm. no good. I played the Sex in the City slot machine, right? I'm really good at it. <laughs> <laughs> and then, like, if you get, like, three... Rings, I think suddenly you go to the bonus and then the video plays and like, then it's like Christopher, Chris Noth is like, congratulations, kid. Oh, uh, you sound <laughs> just like him. That's so creepy. And then it's like, he's like, pick a dress. Oh my God. You sound exactly <laughs> like Chris Noth in Sex in the City. <laughs> really? Yes. <laughs> Maybe it's only in short spurts, but it's for me, it's like the dead on. How's it going, kid? (laughs) (laughs) Okay, I'll do my best, Carrie. This is an outfit. Looks great, kid. Looking good, kid. Is this not a radio play? Yeah. (laughs) You gotta be kidding me. Hold on. Mike is telling me Yankoff Smirnoff is on line five. Hello. Hi, best show. Hey, Yakov here. How are you? I'm good. This is an honor, sir. First of all, let me say thank you for calling the show, and we appreciate it. Oh, my it. pleasure. My pleasure. You uh, you tweeted, and I got the tweet. Yes. Fantastic. Yes. And I you... feel like I'm in North Korea, and tw- I get the tweet, and I go, okay, sure, let's do it. <laughs> now, Yakov Smirnov, you are a famous comedian, and you uh, started your career in Los Angeles. Is that correct? Yes, sir. Yes. At, at the Comedy Store. Correct. Correct. And you lived at the legendary the house that was behind the yes. Comedy Store. And who was... That's correct. Your roommate was who? Andrew Dice Clay. That's right. And what was that like? A young Yankov Smirnoff and a young Andrew Dice Clay in the 80s um, now making their way through the comedy scene. Andrew was teaching me English, mm-hmm. so uh, I knew all the nursery rhymes. So you got that's how you learned English was through the nursery. That's right. Rhymes. That's right. Well, you had a great teacher. Yes. For that. Yes. Yes. And now, then, when was the first thing where you when people were like, "I like this guy, Yankov Smirnov." What was the first? I think thing it was. I think it was Miller Lite commercial. Oh, that's right. Yeah, in America, you can always find a party. 
in Russia, party always finds you. That's right. I remember. Yeah. And that, who are you in with? Because I'm here with, uh, we have, uh, another, a couple comedians in studio. Uh, oh, we have cool. Alice Wetterland, who's a very popular West Coast comedian also. Wonderful. Hi. And Hi, how are you? Oh, it's so nice to meet you. Nice to I'm meet you. I'm a fan. This is awesome. And we Thank have, you. And Mary Houlihan, who is a New York comedian. All right. Hi. All right. So, so what, what have you been talking about? What have we been talking about? Well, I was talking to Alice and to Mary about different things they're working on. And uh, uh-huh. we were talking about with Sex in the City because we were asking which one everybody is. And, like, are you a Miranda or are you a Charlotte? <laughs> which one are you, Yakov? Yakov, which one would you Settle be? Settle this one for, once and for all. I'm going to I'm gonna get – I have one in mind. I okay. think I know. Go him. for it. Go for it. But who do you think you are? Do you have I one? I don't. You don't I, have I one. don't know if I can relate. Yeah. <gasps> I think Yakov is, he's kind of a Charlotte. Uh-huh. Yeah, sure. He's like, he's mostly, he's more Carrie and then kind of Charlotte. Uh, maybe, no, okay. Maybe more Charlotte. I am honored. Do I need to do a sex change operation? No, yes, no. you do. Yes. You need to do a sex in the city change operation where you watch that show. Oh, okay. Yes. It's not an okay, operation that's a, either. That's an operation I can handle. Yeah. Yes. Now, Mr. Smirnoff, where where do people see you do comma you do you perform in Branson uh frequently? Yeah, I have my own theater in Branson. I've been there for many years and entertain over I don't know four and a half million people at once. And, uh, that must be a pretty big theater. So it's a big theater. It wasn't even full. <laughs> That's really yeah. funny. Um, yeah. So you've been doing that for how many years? Twenty five. Wow. <laughs> Yeah, and, and how has Branson changed since you started going there? How has it grown? Yeah, you know, it was probably bigger in the nineties. Okay. Now it kind of leveled off and doing okay. Mm-hmm. Uh, people come from. We still have about seven million uh, visitors a year to come there. Okay, so it's it's good. I they it's a different kind of brand of you know they like clean family, mm-hmm. patriotic kind of show, mm-hmm. and it happened to be that, you know, my show worked out for them. And uh, for me, it was kind of an emergency landing because after my, after the Soviet Union collapsed, um, there was, David Letterman had the top ten list of things that will now happen that the Soviet Union no longer there, and I made number one on the list. Jakob Smirnov will be out of work. Oh, and, no. Yeah. And at first I thought it was funny, but then it wasn't. <laughs> yeah. And I didn't get my contract renewed in Vegas, Atlantic City, Reno, Tahoe. So I started looking for a place where they did not know that the Soviet Union collapsed. <laughs> oh, yes, you found. But look at you now. You're still working. You have your own theater. And David Letterman has a weird beard now. Uh, I think I'm going to say you won. Yeah. yeah. Yakov Smirnov thank one, you, David Letterman you, thank zero. Thank well, thank you, sir. I'm well, not going to take any more of your time. I appreciate you calling in, and it's so nice. Thank to, you. Where can people find you? You online? Uh, Yakov.com would be a good place to start, and then on Twitter, it's Yakov underscore Smirnov, and Instagram the same, Yakov underscore Smirnov. So you can uh, follow me, and then if you're in the West Coast. Uh, Normal on Friday night, I'm at the Comedy Store. Okay. 
Well, that's fantastic. So we yeah. appreciate the call. Thank you so much. My it was pleasure. Very sweet you bet. Thank okay. you. You uh-huh. have a great night. Have a good Thank night. Okay, bye. Bye-bye. Well, Mike. Mike, you did it. Great job, so Mike. Cool. Mike, you magnificent bastard. <laughs> you pulled you did it off. It. You pulled it off. Your job is safe for another day, Mike. Yeah. How many points? 300. 300, because there's a point-based merit oh, sure. system. For, Instead of pay? In, yeah. No, in, in addition <laughs> okay. to pay. Okay. What do you think I'm right? What do you think? Is this forever, point. dog? Ooh, <laughs> hey. I, don't remember, I, remember, I don't remember getting slipped a... <laughs> What's your Venmo? <laughs> Are you going to Venmo me? <laughs> Brett's going to Venmo me now? No, I owe Brett. He let me. He let me record my show there, so yeah. I owe Brett big time. That's I'll true. Venmo Brett. There you go, Mary. Mm-hmm. Mary's going to Edinburgh. It's oh, true. that's awesome. Have, Have you, you been? been? <gasps> I heard it's like Harry Potter land. That's what I hear. And I have not been. No, you gotta go. I I'm, I'm going to try to go sometime. I'm just, I've been so busy with like stuff here. No, yeah. No. <laughs> no, and I, she's I, doing I would, her show. I'd love to go. She has a show called Me and Jack, right? <gasps> and it's about her and Jack Nicholson. Mm-hmm. Really? Oh my God, amazing. Yeah, it's about <laughs> me and Jack Nicholson. And it's about my true life story, you know, um, about how I was a vaudeville actor and then uh-huh. <laughs> abandoned by my family mm-hmm. and then discovered because of my amazing tap dancing mm-hmm. and went to Hollywood and eventually met Jack and then <laughs> were married for uh-huh. several years. Uh-huh. <laughs> and I won't spoil the end. No. Yeah. You're going to have to go to Edinburgh to find yep. out. Get your <laughs> ticket. Guys. Not nuts about you popping the pee like that on Yelp. Yep. <laughs> that, <laughs> not, not, not nuts about it. Good radio. <laughs> now, Uncle. Yes. Your radio show is called what now? Uh, Double Dib Recess with Roger and Amanda. And it's on every Saturday morning. Yeah, 9 to 11. 9 to 11. That's the old... Uh, greasy kid stuff. The old greasy kid yeah. stuff slot. Mm. I used to like greasy kid stuff. Hova and Belinda. Very good people they yeah. show yeah you don't know Replaced what i'm by talking these guys. about right i know right <laughs> look what just blew oh, in. i really loved what was there before <laughs> right? you yeah. <laughs> and here comes some driftwood yeah. they, they they've been gone for a decade probably. oh really yeah. okay yes, well, then i wouldn't been, know yeah no you don't know i never met them but i heard they were very nice i'm only 19 now you grew up where now uh uh alice you grew up let me get don't don't say i'm gonna see let me see if i can guess Virginia, Virginia? No, no, no. South Carolina. Okay. North. Carolina. How about this? Yeah. I'm gonna talk to you about stuff. Oh, that's from Wisconsin. My that's like Wisconsin. Neck of the woods. Right. That's. And but I did grow up in a city. Okay, so you and grew up in sister cities. Oh, so you grew up in like in like uh in like Minnesota, right? Yeah, that's good that you got it. Yeah. Yeah. Great job. Now, what's that voice you're doing? What if you just got it from us? Was that the Sex in the City voice? That that was a Minnesota accent. Okay. <laughs> I'm kidding. I'm kidding. If you didn't know, like, like. Mike, are there any good calls here? Sure. <laughs> Line four. Best show, hi. Hey, Tommy, little Tommy. How are you? <laughs> Oh, I'm not sure how I feel about that. Who's this? 
this is Allie from Somerville, Massachusetts. Allie from Somerville, Massachusetts, home of, you can say it. You think it's the Basketball Hall of Fame, but that's Springfield. That is, you're right. I get it wrong. <laughs> I actually am wrong about what I thought it was. But <laughs> Somerville, what's from Somerville? What happened at Somerville? Uh, Somerville, uh, Whitey Bulger is from here. That's really a fun, yeah. fun thing, right? Yeah. Criminal. Right? Yeah. Murder, multi, mass murder, or like basically Well, you mass can think murderer. of him as like the most successful murderer. Yeah. So that's kind yeah. of good, I guess. He did it. He did it right. He did it a um, lot. Yeah. I wanted to say hi to Mary and Andy. If he's still there as well. Andy, hi. we're going to bring back in a second. Well. And uh, uh, Mary's here, and Alice is here. Alice Wetterland, who's that's very okay. Fun. I know I'm never going to be Andy. Hello, Alice. Um, <laughs> Alice, do you like Star Trek, uh, Allie? Allie, do you like Star Trek: The Next Generation? Because Alice does a show where she recaps. Oh, right. That looks really cool. Um, you know, I'm not, I never got into Star Trek. Yeah, don't worry about it. (laughs) But you can, you can listen to the. You can. It's mostly us just jibber jabbering about. You know, I saw a picture of it and I thought, like, I'd like to. It's real funny. So what Um, else? Yeah, Allie, what's up? Um, you know who I am, right? I gave you some fan art. I think so, right? I know who you are. The purple crayon fan art? Oh, yeah. No, I'm, it's right here. The one of me and, and Harold and the purple crayon. It is framed. Love it. Love yeah, it. It's awesome. standing. It's three feet away from me. That's Thank awesome. you so much for that, Allie. Yeah, you're welcome. It's my favorite um, book, Harold and the Purple Crayon. It's sure a Someday good Someday I'll one. finish it. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not a big reader. It's dense. <laughs> Very dense. I like to look at the pictures. Well, that's a good book for you. Thank you, Allie. Well, yes. I've so read big I, books, too, you know. I I I know you're going to write one. I know you're writing mm, one. I am. Look as out. As we speak. Yes. Well, not as we speak, but... No, no you are. No, you, <laughs> you, you don't have a typewriter so tonight. <laughs> <laughs> I have an old-fashioned typewriter. He's crumpling yeah. up most of the pages. <laughs> I um I was gonna share some information with Andy for some things. Andy, but come he- on back in, please. <laughs> Uncle, you're not gonna like this. <laughs> <laughs> thanks for having me. In. Uh, no, thanks for coming in. Yes. Uh, this this uh, caller, Allie, wants to say something to you. Uh, okay. Um. Oh. Yeah, I was just wondering. Um, Hello. Are you saying that Magic Terry was from Boston? Actually, I have no, I have no cans. That's yeah, technical we'll lingo. How about that? Say it now. Uh, were you saying that that Magic Terry person was from Boston? Yes. Um, yeah, visit, you should check out the website Dirty Old Boston if you haven't. Um, they have, like, a lot of old, like, historical stuff on the city. Uh, and also there's like a documentary about this, this rock club in Boston from, it's from the eighties, but you never know. Like some of those people were probably boomers that opened it, but, uh, just some things to check out if you feel so inclined. Cool. To Thank make you. your I'll magic Terry documentary. Wow. Awesome. How was that? Thank you, Allie. That was sweet. And I appreciate the picture so much. Thank you. Yes. 
No problem. Is there a topic, by the way? There is, there, uh, there is, but I never got to it. I was going to ask, uh, and I think I'm going to do it next week. I was going to say, let's design the worst rock festival ever. It's <laughs> going uh, to be the topic. So I'm, you can start it off, Allie. What should be a tent at this festival? The, the worst rock festival? Yes. Like, What should be an element of what would be the worst music festival ever? Oh, gosh. Well, I feel like the fact that it's a music festival. But who should be playing it? Name one. Who is a bad person who could be on the bill? Who is a bad person that could be on the bad music festival? Uh, let's say... I can only think of an obvious person. Who's that? Guy Fieri. My name is Kid. <laughs> you want Kid Rock. What if it's Kid yeah. Rock... 311. 311's actually pretty good. What if it's Kid Rock, right? But then it's him and Guy Fieri playing like acoustic. Oh, that's... Right? Just on two stools and two acoustic <laughs> yeah. guitars. Wouldn't That'd that be... be and just like really long sets. Bless you! Thank you. Vampire. Bless I like you, you did that. That's well, what do you think would be a band that would play it, Tom? Sorry, what's that now? What do you think a, a band that would play it would be... A band that would, I will, well, the Kid Rock Guy Fieri thing would be pretty bad. I guess I would want to see, like, if, like. Chris Gaines, right? Chris Gaines <laughs> could come back. That would be awesome. <laughs> the return. Because Garth Brooks dusts off the old, uh, that old, uh, soul patch. <laughs> like, puts a little, puts a little, uh, little baby powder in it. Chris Gaines is oh, a little yeah. older now, a little wiser. Why yeah. did he not stick with that? Imagine if he just was just like, I don't care if you people don't like it. I'm going to keep doing this character, and I'm not stopping, and I'm going yeah. to just be this fake version of myself forever. That'd be good. Like Wait, every I other gotta... record is literally going to be Chris Gaines. I got a, I got another one. Who's that now? Um, this is like something that would sort of be a nostalgic thing that nobody asked for, but like Millie Vanilli. Oh, yeah, but I one of them. them. You like them? Would they sing? I have some bad news uh -oh. about them. What? They're they, having a uh -oh. new album and it's not don't, very good? Don't break the news. No, no, it's a little worse than that. <laughs> it's <laughs> they didn't. They it's didn't only sing. on title? <laughs> they did. It's not. It's, hey, I have a title subscription. I'm the guy with the title thing. They I, just, I have a pitch. They just literally contact me directly festival. now. Okay. Title, like Jay-Z, like literally... It's just like, like, asks me if I want to hear What's up, Tom? <laughs> hey, so it's like, you know the guy from um, Avengers who's Scarlett Johansson's other friend? He's the counterpart. Who's the guy who has no power? Jeremy Renner. Jeremy Renner is yes. doing music now. Okay, so, so you want to see. Act. So you want to see Jeremy Renner's yeah. band. Yeah. Bruce Willis's oh. band. Yeah. That would be the worst thing if there was just a day of actors' <laughs> bands. Yeah. Just actors' bands. Yes. Russell Crowe. Mm -hmm. yeah. Jada Pinkett Ethan, Ethan Hawke. Ethan Hawke's band. Russell Crowe. Uh, uh, Keanu Reeves He's plays bass. Band? He played bass in um, Dog Star. Was also, that there band? could be a tent where you get your charger, like a phone charger tent. You know, there's uh -huh. like electricity tent. But it has one pole in the middle, and uh -huh. everybody has to kind of get close to it uh -huh. and be near each other. <laughs> it's just like, yeah, like it's there's like, a charge up. Yeah, and yeah. everybody's like really, really close. Yeah. <laughs> And if it's like right after like some like rave yeah. tent, yeah, 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 so everybody's like all wet, disgusting, and smelly. Yeah. It's like charge and glitter up, you know. It's like combining yeah. the two things. 
and then just Tom. see it. What's that? Oh, oh, no, you go ahead. No, I'm listening. You go ahead. I wanted to say, like, I noticed in the last couple months there's been an influx of bad callers from Boston. There have, yes. <laughs> I don't know what that's all about. I, I kind of have some theories, actually, but I wanted to apologize on behalf of You don't faith. have to apologize on behalf. <laughs> you, look, you have other things to apologize for being from Boston. The bad callers are not one of them. I, I have one thing. I'm looking at this old, dirty Boston website right now, and do you want to hear a quote from uh, Bill Russell because of an basketball? Sure. What's the quote? Boston sucks. <laughs> um, he said he called the city of Boston, a flea market of racism. <laughs> there you go. So you can just go and get a lot of it, and it's pretty easy to get your hands on. It's pretty affordable. Yeah. yeah. What's a the, more elo- eloquent quote. What's about- the most embarrassing thing from Boston? What's What makes you completely embarrassed to be from Boston? Uh, uh, I think uh, that band... Mighty, uh, Mighty, Mighty Boston's. No, are you gonna go to that that festival, cranking and skanking? Which one? Um, you don't like? You don't like? That band, right? That's the one that drives you nuts. Oh uh, no, I like them. I liked them back in the day. Okay. Uh, Tom, I'm the one. Oh, and this is a shout out to Mary Houlihan. I'm the one that uh, I was in a rancid cover band Ooh. last year, 2018. Okay. How'd that go? For but Mar- Mary was on a podcast defending them. I like rancid. So okay, I nobody's so saying you worth, can't. I'm all over the place. Sorry, Tom. Well, that's all right. People. I got to take other calls though because the show's winding okay. down, Allie. You thanks all for right, the bye call. Bye. I might. What's the worst thing from Minnesota? What What is a blight on on you saying you're from Minnesota? Is hmm. there a person or or a thing? What is it that? Oh, I don't know. Just We've got a lot of good exports. You. Well, what's a what's one that you just like? I mean, we have a lot of racism, mm-hmm. but um, food is pretty bad. Mm-hmm. And uh, I guess Jesse Ventura, maybe. Okay, but I don't know. Uh-huh. I don't feel like that's that bad. Yeah. When he won the governorship, right? Mm-hmm. I was like confused at yeah. first, and I thought it was Macho Man Randy Savage. Oh, I was right. like, wait, that dude what? is the yeah. governor, I think. Yeah. And then like, you're like, oh, well, wait. I was like, oh, it's, no, oh, no, it's this other wrestler that yeah. makes total sense now. I thought it was going to be like. And it's not weird at all. Oh, yeah. You're the governor of the state now. Yeah. And then, and then instead it's like, oh, yeah, the governor of the state yeah, it's now. Exactly. Rather than the guy's like, I'm trying to do this. Like, yeah. That's so that was, that was a rough one. Yeah, but I don't think that's something that. Yeah, I don't know. I, I think Minnesota's pretty cool. All right. That's all. Sorry. It's not a rigged thing. Sorry. It's you a gotcha. Ra- I know about you and your gotcha Yeah, question. it's a, just a gotcha show. <laughs> gotcha. Mike, check that I, off. I have to go, though. You do? Yeah. Okay. To get up early. Oh, no, you have to go. Well, I appreciate you making the time and coming by. It means so much that you asked me to be here. Of course. I've been looking forward to I did your show. It was so nice of you to have me on, and I wanted to repay it because you're super funny. Thank, thank you, you Alice. so much, Tom. Right. And thank you, everybody listening, for being um, not from Boston, except for the ones who are from Boston. Yes. And if you are from Boston, try to make it more of a fun city to do comedy in if you can. Okay, guys. All right. You night. have a great night. <laughs> okay. You guys talk. I'm going to say goodbye. Sure. You're the host now, Mary. Okay. You're the captain. Of the show.
What's up? You are listening to the best show. We are on hour three. And, you know, I, I have a lot of questions about this Woodstock business. Well, hit me. I mean, don't, don't actually bird. hit me. The bird. The bird the, Woodstock? Oh the, oh, the Peanuts bird. What are your feelings on? You know, he seems he's a benign little fellow. He's kind of nice. I think somebody pointed out to me the other day, he had actually appeared in the strip for a number of years before they named him Woodstock. He was just some nameless bird that, that used to hang out with Snoopy. Just real quick, Alice is going to plug her shows tomorrow. Sorry to go off the thing. Sorry, guys. <laughs> I like that fact about Woodstock. So. <laughs> I'm going to be at the Philly Punchline uh, Thursday, Friday, and Saturday. Only three shows. Um, so please come out and see me. We're going to have a great time together. You and me. Okay. Thank you. Yay. I know you can go back to the, go back to the thing. You're the host again, Mary. So, oh, oh, very interesting. So Woodstock didn't have a name. No, it was just some bird. Wait, uh, so tell me more about Rancid. Oh, do you like Rancid or? I tolerate them. I'm okay, okay. with, I'm okay with Rancid. I have no, I have no philosophical problem with Rancid. Sure. Um, I really liked them when I was, I guess, in junior high, and I sewed their patches on my clothing. I tore out pictures of them from Guitar World magazine and put them on my walls, and I would learn tabs to their songs. Wow. And I had a crush on Tim Armstrong, the singer. And um, I would read their lyrics on lyrics websites, and I was just a freak for them. So you've got like a whole dossier on, yep. on Rancid. <laughs> yes, but I sort of, um, you know, I didn't keep up with them. And the clothing? What happened to the clothing with the patches and stuff? Uh, probably at Goodwill, I guess. Wow. Okay. Yeah. So some lucky person has been flogging that stuff on eBay because they found it at Goodwill and mm -hmm. rare one-of-a-kind rancid clothing? No, probably Hot Topic. <laughs> One million of a kind. All right. All right. So. Can I say one thing about rancid? Yes. I do like that there's a band out there that talks that much about traveling on buses. It's not really a rock band that talks about they have like at least tour five life. songs. No, not even tour life. Just riding public transportation. Oh, I guess you're right. I don't think right. any other band has talked about riding a bus as public transportation. They talk about that much. the train also. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Yellow City train. That's right. Okay. That's a great one. I think we learned something. Yeah. We really did. It's very exciting. Now, yeah. um,. Let me just finish a couple things I need to say. Is, uh, I, uh, I, uh, 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 I, uh, oh, I did the, um, thing the other night. I wanted to tell everybody if you want to see, I think it goes on demand probably this weekend is the movie, uh, Sword of Trust. It was the Lynn Shelton, new, new Lynn Shelton movie. And I, Got to uh, do a Q&A with uh, Lynn and uh, the star of the movie, Mark Marin the other night. And it was the movie's really funny. It's, it's legitimately funny. And it's got Michaela Watkins in it and Jillian Bell and Mark Marin. And his acting is 
legitimately great and I was really blown away by it and it's very funny. So when you can watch it on demand, you should go watch it and if it's in a theater, go see it in the theater. But I had a it's a really good movie and uh I had a good time doing that with them and wanted to tell everybody to just watch the movie. What's it called? Sword Sword of um, Trust. Of Trust. Yes. I'm going to watch it. And it's a movie. It's about a uh, sword that uh, the 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 two uh the the Jillian Bell inherits a sword from her kind of grandfather, her kind of crazy uh uh racistish grandfather who uh and it's the, the the pedigree of the sword is is that the uh South won the it it's like it's the South won the Civil War, so it, and it plays into people wanting it for its for its historical relevance relevance relevance. I never said it was smart. I'm really not smart. You're a genius. It doesn't mean I'm smart though. It just that stuff thank you. First of all, thank you. You're welcome. <laughs> but it just kinda it just is. Mary, mm-hmm. I can't turn that off. Mm-hmm. It's like a broken faucet. You know, it's like at three in the morning to hear the show playing in my own head. Good, bad. Sometimes, sometimes. Crazy making. I'm the only one that I can't hang up on. <sighs> <laughs> Who's good here, Mike? Line two. Best show. Hi. Hey, Tom. How are you? I'm good. Who's this? This is Jamie from Memphis. Jamie from Memphis. How's things in Memphis tonight? Really rainy. It's a rainy night in Memphis. It sounds like a song, Mm. right? (laughs) I'm sure it probably is a song. Is there anybody else there that I should say hello to? Well, Mary Houlihan is here and Andy Zachs is here. Hello. Hi, y'all. What's up? Hiya. I just got off work, and I I, uh, wanted to call the best show to tell a funny story. Let's hear it. Well, before I do, I wanted to ask you a a quick favor. Um, I hit my head last night, and I'm worried I have a mild concussion. So when the story is done, will you let me know if I seem concussy? Okay. Yes. Sure. (laughs) We'll all vote on it. Okay, thank you. I appreciate it. Okay, so I ha- this is a, a secondhand story, but it's really relevant to Best Show stuff. Uh, I have a, cus- a regular customer uh, where I work, and he told me this anecdote about how he was at the Barnes & Noble, or a Barnes & Noble, out in, I think, L.A., mm-hmm. and he was in the men's room, and there was no toilet paper, and so I guess he was leaving the stall because it was of no use to him. And as he was leaving the stall, he saw Michael Caine. Mm -hmm. And Michael Caine went into the stall without the toilet paper. Uh, And at first, he didn't really think anything of it. But then he realized that Michael Caine didn't just come right back out. Uh, So he gets concerned for him, you know, because he thinks, well, Michael Caine doesn't realize there's no toilet paper. And so uh, perhaps inadvisably, he decides to start knocking on the door. Uh, and of course, Michael Caine loses his mind, uh, <laughs> screaming at him, and actually even apparently uses the, the line, have you no decency, sir? <laughs> and he's like, you know, uh, the guy's trying to explain that he, that there's no toilet paper. 
and uh, Michael Caine just starts uh, basically calling for help, and so the guy has to flee. <laughs> Look, if this is true, I'm going to say your friend is not a good guy. I'm sorry. <laughs> right? Well, he's just a customer. How can you not side with Michael Caine on this I story? Mean- you gotta just grab a wad of paper and then you. Put oh it yeah, down. I mean, I, I would totally think knocking what Michael on Kane's the door. Come knocking, on, Michael Caine's getting bugged enough by people. Now he thinks some guy <laughs> wants an autograph. Yeah. Well, I first of all, you do. I don't think you sound concussed. But I'm not a doctor. You should go get checked out by a doctor because concussions can reveal themselves later. They don't immediately reveal themselves necessarily. Right. Also, I, I, I was think, feeling some symptoms, um, I thought, during my work shift tonight. Yeah. Well, <laughs> I think your friend is exaggerating because I feel like if I, if Michael Caine was yelling at me and then I was trying to explain to him, um, oh, I was just in that stall and it didn't have toilet paper, I feel like Michael Caine would immediately be like, oh, okay. Yeah. I, also I don't feel think he would continue yelling. No. I also feel that if, <laughs> yeah, yeah. if Michael Caine was mad at you, he, he wouldn't quote the guy from the from the, the, the Joseph McCarthy hearing. <laughs> yeah. he, he'd yeah. revert to some kind of Cockney slang. <laughs> yeah. You know, that, that he'd get mad at you that way. He wouldn't mm-hmm. – yeah, it wouldn't be this – No, I'm, I'm, I'm with uh, – I'm with the room here. Your friend – your friend blew it. Not a fan. <laughs> not a fan of your friend. Yeah, Sorry. I want to hear Michael Caine's well, side. Well, once this. again, you're not really my friend anyway. Just a uh, uh, customer. Yeah, right. Okay. Yeah, you're <laughs> a regular bragging. customer. You were getting so braggy about him. Now now you're walking it back. There's <laughs> a certain sense of shame there. brag. Yeah. You, you know what? Maybe braggy. you do have a brain injury. Yeah, seek seek medical attention if <laughs> <Yeah>. symptoms worsen. <laughs> yes. All right. Well, thanks Just for kidding. the call. Thanks Feel for the better. call. All right, bye. Okay, have a good night. Best show. Hi. Hi, Tom. How are you? I'm good. Who's this? Good. It's Evan in Vancouver. What's going on tonight, Devin? Oh, it's Evan, but uh, not much. Just listening to you guys carry on and talk good things. Um, hello, Mary. Hello, Andy. Hi. Hiya. Um, I just thought, so I'm not big on social media, but uh, I happen to scroll through a couple of music videos or live performances one of Rage Against Machine, I'm not sure where, but one was of Limp Biscuit at Woodstock. So now that's a good thing. W- when when can we thank you? I'm going to put you on hold for a second, Devin. When are you going to do the <laughs> Woodstock '99 box? I think you know. I'm I'm hoping I'm hoping to be retired from Woodstockology <laughs> about 15 minutes after the 50th anniversary ends. No, see, I think you're. I think there's nobody better for it than you. True, which is why I'm going to try to shirk it with all of my might. <laughs> like, Devin, thank you yes, for reminding Devin, me of ahead. that. Um, what, so you watch a Rage Against the Machine performance at Woodstock 99, right? And how was so that? Here, here, well, here's it. It's, bono, I mean, bono, it's, bono, right? Right? In 1999, in context, it's horrible. But in 2019, it's actually relevant to see the the performance and the the engaging with the audience and hey, people man. being. Yeah. I'm into more of that stuff at this point than it should be. <laughs> it's alive. Like it, it was actually really compelling because it's 
which reminded me how sad the state of music is, and that's why I'm wanting to reach out to you guys, because, like, when do we see another sort of zeitgeist or or a a festival or something, a musical revolution that would sort of trigger everybody to being on this, you know, on a cultural movement? Do we have any hopes for that? We do. We do. I think uh, Woodstock 2020 is going to be great. It's going to be, I'm putting the bill together. It's Five Finger Death Punch. It's uh, Power Man 5000, Disturbed, Stained, uh, of course, Limp Bizkit, Corn, uh, Avenged Sevenfold. Um, just the, the, and the who, who else, who am I missing? Oh, I think you're missing uh, Jesse Camp and the Eighth Street Kids. <laughs> no, I don't. I, no, this is not a joke. It's going to be a new metal. <laughs> no. Well, thank you for the Unnamed. call, Devin. Unnamed, yeah, yeah, thanks, Tom. Andy, I want you to listen to this and tell me, you've heard Jimi Hendrix, I'm sure when you worked on this, you heard his, he he did the Star Spangled Banner, which is part of the thing. he did. Now, which do you think is better? You know the Jimi Hendrix one. What do you think of, this is one from Woodstock 99, this is Wyclef (laughs) Jean doing it. Have you heard this? I I have not. Well, sit back and relax. Okay. Here we go. This is for my man, Jimi Hendrix. Turn up the guitar. At this time, you are free to throw your plastic bottles when I start this record. Hold on. You are free to smoke your weed when I drop this record. Turn my guitar up loud, loud, loud. How many of y'all there love Nas Escobar? Make some noise. Hold on. I just want to say, he's playing a brand new guitar that still has a sticker on it, and partway through it, the guy will run over with lighter fluid and squirt it on the guitar no. <laughs> while he's playing it still, and then they, they cannot light it. Is there any room to get this at last second of 39th disc <laughs> of just this? You know, I'll call the guys and license it and see yes. if maybe we can set something up. But... to me and tell me that this is we're listening to Jandek so that then no, I could maybe I could maybe feel slightly better about this because no, I have 400,000 people saw this oh. <laughs> in front of them oh.
tell which one this is? Is this Hendrix or White Club Sean? Uh, doesn't sound Hendrixy. At least, I mean, I, you, yeah, no, that's just wow. all. You can't really, no. you can't front that much longer. But you should do a Woodstock '99 box. You think? Yeah. yeah. You think anybody really it. wants that? Yeah. I think there's a single person on I do. me. You would buy it. Yeah. Okay, so... Break your face tonight. Okay, so I think that, you know, if we if, if we did that, though... It's all about the he said, she said... <laughs> but, but then it would, it would kind of be just for you, Tom, so it would have to cost, I mean, like, you know, if you're willing to lay out, like, a hundred grand for this thing, I mean... We People could... would want this. That's the real Woodstock. <laughs> <laughs> Peace and love, what's that? This is the most. Um, that's the most American Woodstock ever. You don't want the. You don't want the Woodstock fifty box of Michael Lang giving press conferences. No, I don't want the one where it's just audio of somebody explaining yeah. why they yeah, lost no, that's, the. That that's the really real stuff. That 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 that's no. gonna bring it to life for Woodstock ninety nine. Is the most American Woodstock of all the Woodstocks. More it's than where, um, more than ninety four. It's where my parents met. At Woodstock 99. Yeah. It's very romantic. Wow. It was very romantic. That's poignant. Mm-hmm. That day on that Air Force base. Mm-hmm. Where do, they wanna, were... do you want to know where I was conceived? Sure. Mm-hmm. Ozfest. Okay. All right. Let's take two more calls, then we'll say goodnight to everybody. You're... Best show, hi. That's what's waiting oh. for you in Edinburgh, people of Scotland. <laughs> hey, Tom. It's Jessica from Ithaca. Jessica from Ithaca. How are you tonight? Oh, I'm doing wonderful. What, I've got on? I've got someone for your music festival, first off. Okay, and we're going to do this in... This will be a full show of designing the worst music festival. We will do this. We didn't even scratch the surface on it now, but let's hear it. Who do you have? Sex Pistols got to be really high up, like performing today. Like like a re- reunited Sex Pistols now. Yes. That would be, yeah. I I love, I love watching the sex, every one of the Sex Pistols now, and it just makes me completely question the worth of the Sex Pistols. We're <laughs> just like, you know, there's kind of only one record. Other people, like, other people kind of did do it earlier and better. And like PIL, you know, at least they have like enough material to sort of do a whole concert. Yeah, yeah. You gotta watch these guys uh, do because uh, uh, last time I saw them, they just did a like they did that. Uh, they did like a medley of. Like, well, maybe Malcolm hits. McLaren can come out and do some rap. He could come out and do uh, Madam Butterfly. Mm-hmm. He's not with us. If he weren't dead, He's, he, could, he died. Oh, right. The late great. Well, he could get a hologram. Yeah, he we'll would get a appreciate hologram. that. If anybody would appreciate the idea that there was a hologram of him, it would be Malcolm McLaren. That'd be the one guy. It would be postmodern enough that it would actually make sense. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I want to see one of these hologram shows. I want to see that Dio hologram thing where they play and like they like it's like the band is like the actual. Dio band and they're playing it and he's just like like singing like it's like a Dio hologram. When I see lightning, right? You know what only brings me down. That would be the greatest. 
Wouldn't that be the greatest? The yeah, Theo hologram the for the four songs they have of they filmed of him. Just kind of like, we're going to play for a while. Then we'll turn the hologram on. Then we'll play a little more. Then we'll do two more with the hologram. Then we're going to jam out. Final song will be uh, Rainbow in the Dark with the hologram. <laughs> Admittedly, we're a little light on hologram footage of Dio. Could you imagine that Zappa hologram thing? Could you imagine Zappa in a motion cap suit? Yeah, and he actually did that. He actually did that thing where he like where he filmed himself so that they could use it for something. You go to this thing and you're going to watch a hologram uh, belittle you for, for for coming to see him in concert. A hologram made me feel bad. A hologram made me feel stupid for not knowing enough about Edward Varese. How do we say his name? It's just a hologram operator to do real-time insults. Say that again, Jessica? There's just a hologram operator doing real-time insults. Yeah, real-time insults of people who don't know enough about modern classical music. Yeah. (laughs) And people who want to hear him play songs from his albums. Could you imagine? You want me to play a song from one of the albums I recorded? How dare you? That's insulting. As an artist. As an artist, I cannot believe... You would come to see me perform, and you would expect or want have any any notion that I would perform perform a song from one of the albums I released. <laughs> I need to grow as an artist. I need yeah. experimentation. Yeah. So here's a song about you are a, my a, canvas, and here's a song about a urinal. <laughs> a thirty-five minute song about a urinal. I need to grow, people. All right. <laughs> Thank you, Jessica. Of course. Have a great night. Bye. Final call. Best show. Hi. Hey. Hey. Tom? Yeah. How's it going? I'm good. How are you? Um, I, I originally called in about a, a comment about Jesse Ventura. Is it, is it past its time? No, no. You say what you want. What do you want to say? Well, you were talking about the Jesse Ventura thing, and I just wanted to, it just brought to mind this weird, like, made-for-TV movie, like, written, directed, and starring Jesse Ventura about becoming governor and, like, overcoming some hurdle that really wasn't real. But, like, anyway, like, there's a there's a love scene in it, and it's, like, him and his, his like, real-life real life wife, and it's mm-hmm. really strange and awkward, and I don't know. I'll check it out. I thought I'd call in and tell yeah, you I would, I would watch it. You actually <laughs> sold this movie to me. <laughs> it's, it's really gross. So, yeah. I, anyway. I, I, I am, I consider me, uh... Intrigued. <laughs> All right. All right. Thanks for the call. Thank you. So, Mary Houlihan, mm-hmm. what's next for you? When do you go to Scotland? When do you go to Edinburgh? I leave on July 30th. July 30th. Mm-hmm. And then you're there for the month of August. Mm-hmm. And people can find out more about you uh, for that stuff and for your new show, CEO Skyscraper, which starts on Thursday. This Thursday. All four episodes mm-hmm. get dropped. Mm-hmm. Over at hatched.nyc. That's right. Well, Do you want to know what else they should watch? What's that? Um, they should watch the new Viceland show, Danny's House, which premieres tomorrow. But my episode, I don't think, is until next week. So now, what is Danny's House? Tomorrow. What is Danny's House? Well, it's the incredible new show, executive produced by Derek Beckles and starring the rapper Danny, Danny Brown. Brown. Danny Brown. I knew you were going to say Danny Brown. 
and I play his neighbor in two of the episodes, unless I get cut from one or both. Is it funny? It is funny, and he was really, 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 really nice. Mm-hmm. And Derek Beckles, I like. Mm-hmm, same. Was he a nice guy? Delightful. Yes. I had a blast. Good. Mm-hmm. So you've just got to say it's a... It's a, a surplus of Houlihan. It's my big summer. <laughs> well, thank you for coming in, Mary. Yeah, I appreciate it. Thank you it. for having nice. me. Of course. It's You're nice. a it's genius. Nice. Thank you, Mary. Doesn't, you know, co- basketball coach George Carl once said, mm-hmm. the loss, the losses keep me up all night. The wins don't even take me to the parking lot anymore. Mm, that's how I feel. <laughs> Is it how you feel? Yeah. Yeah. That just, you think about that. He summed, I think he summed the whole thing up with that. Andy Zachs. <laughs> Tom Sharpling. This is not, we're not talking about defeat when it comes to you. We're talking about nothing but victory because you realized a, 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 a decade plus long, uh, uh, mission by producing, uh, multiple Woodstock box sets, including a mammoth 38 disc, 38 discs. Yes. And it has all of the audio exempting uh, one version of, uh, of, uh, teenager in love. Teenager by the, in love. Man, I want formerly that. by Dion and the Bell. Why do I want that so bad now? I do too. I like that song, but it's isn't it amazing. All you have to say is like, yeah, it's only that's not on it, and I'm just like, man, I gotta hear that version of Teenager in Love. You know, it's funny. I didn't even I didn't even know about this until maybe three, four months ago, and they told me about it. And ever since, people have been kind of going like, so what about the Shanana song? Mm-hmm. I mean, there's obviously some gravitational force that Shanana has to this day. I'm not even quite sure why. It just maybe because they seem unlikely. Why were they there? You know, people want to know. People want the thing. There are 85. 85- Jerry Lewis movies waiting for you at any point and no one goes within a mile of them but this guy takes one movie and doesn't release it and and people are can't, would would chop their hand off to see it but there's a, you want bad Jerry Lewis movies there's a, there's a there's a surplus of them they're just waiting for you <laughs> anytime you want them they're there for you but everybody wants the one terrible one that they can't get and i want now Teenager in Love by Sha-Na-Na is going to be like, guys, we got to find this thing. Andy, look, he did a great job with this thing. I, I, I know. Carried, I carried the ball as far got, as I could. We're going to punch it in. We're going to punch it in out of the, in the, into the end zone. He got us right to the one. He got us right to the one yard line. We're punching it in though. We're finding the Teenager in Love and the two songs with Jimi Hendrix's buddy. <laughs> His army buddy. Um, yeah, people want that one thing. What is next, though, for you? You spent so long on this. Is there anything anything else coming down the pike? What is next? Well, a lot of um, a lot of airplanes and rental cars for the next couple of weeks until we get through the anniversary. Um, uh, and then sleep. Lots okay. and nice. lots and lots of sleep. Good um, for you. Although in the meantime, I would say, can I plug Lisa Jane Persky's latest thing? I wish I could say thing? yes. Okay. I wish I could <laughs> no, I, I, you know, no, of course. I, of course you I, can. No, Lisa, I'm a, a law abiding citizen. One of, of my favorite people. 
Thursday night, citizens of the tri-state area may may encounter Lisa Jane Persky at Gallery 72 on the Lower East Side. She has a photograph in a Roberta Bailey, legendary punk photographer, Roberta Bailey curated show of photography featuring Roberta's stuff and Lisa's stuff. I think Danny Fields, a couple of other interesting folks. Might be fun. Okay. That sounds great. And people can always find your uh, about what you're up to. You're on Twitter at Andy... Uh a-N-D-Y-Z-A-X. And they can find all about it there. Definitely. And, Please do. And thank you for coming in, and congratulations on getting to the finish line on something that is as monumental as the, what you achieved. Oh, thank you for having me. It's so nice to be here. Oh, it's so nice to have you here. And uh, thanks, everybody, for listening. And once again, I want to say, uh, Laura Michaels, uh, you, we, we will be, you will be missed, and uh, rest in peace. And it's a very sad thing and uh, condolences to Missy and all the family and the best show will be back next week and I'm going to end it by just playing it's playing the wind we'll just that's how we'll end the show That's how we end it. Good night.